Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 88 of Thirst and Goal. I am here. My name is Franny. Across the table from me is Ben, and it is a warm one tonight. We're always outside recording this podcast where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded, right, Ben? Outdoors. Absolutely. No matter the weather, whether it's rain, snow, sleet, hail, or high heat, it's about 100 degrees right now recording this podcast, but we're excited to be here. Absolutely. And what a week of oh, NFL man. news leading up to the first game next. I don't know. Is it next, uh, next, next Thursday? We're, we're going to pull up the schedule. We're going to pull up the schedule yeah. and see when we play, what time it is. I can't believe it's already this time of year again, Ben. Um, I mean, this year has really, it's, it seems like it's dragged on, but at the same time, it seems like it's in, in like fast forward. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It feels I, like Groundhog Day, but exactly. it's moving quickly. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're at home. Every single day, just like a lot of folks out there working from their houses, like day after day rolls into the next day, into the next day. It is like Groundhog Day, Ben. Yeah, I know every inch of my home <laughs> by now. Especially the garage. Yeah, especially the garage where I work most days. Uh, not this week when it was 115 degrees today. Uh, Franny, what are you drinking over there? Uh, tonight, Ben, I have a little bit of the Braddock Oak Rye. It's actually an excellent oh, rye. Oh, that's a good rye. Very good rye. I don't like to sip this with, you know... Something mixed with it, like the Coke that I'm drinking right now. So a little Braddock Oak rye and Coke. Um, but it is, this is a very good rye that you could drink on its own. It is very spicy, very smooth. One of the better ones that we've tried. Oh, I like it. And I am drinking or continuing to drink the Citadel Gin de France, a beautiful, beautiful summer gin, a melange of botanicals and juniper. It's a really, really solid gin from the south of France. Can't say enough about it. Uh, not a sponsor, uh, but can't say enough about it. We'll let you know at the outset of every episode what it is that we are drinking during the show. We are a show about NFL football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. We'll take you through the NFL news. We'll do a beer review, a bourbon or scotch review, and we'll finish up the show. So, Franny, how was your week this week? Uh, it was good. I mean, it started smooth. Uh, you know, Monday through Wednesday flew by, but then Thursday and Friday sort of dragged. Ben, what about you? I agree. Uh, it started out pretty good. Uh, ended up a little bit more slowly, a bit longer days there near the end of the week. Mm, it was getting uh, warmer. It was getting warmer. Looking forward to... Uh, a nice holiday weekend, even though we couldn't have our normal get-together that we would have on a Labor Day weekend. Uh, but then looking at the forecast, I don't think that would have happened either way. It was, I think it topped about 118 it in was, Woodland Hills, it was California hot. today. It was a hot one. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, it hit you right in the face when you went outside. I got a little bit of a workout session in this oh, morning, yeah. but I had to do it at 10 a.m. Every every week, I, I you know, I comment on it, Ben. I mean, I, I see those triceps just bulging right now, and, yeah, and you know you're you're kind of holding the side, the, the your your armrest right there, trying to show them off. I see them. Yeah, you know, I did <laughs> I, I did tear a muscle in my chest a couple of weeks ago, yeah. so I, it's slow going right now. Uh, but Franny and I would like to encourage all of you out there if you're at home or if you aren't spending as much time out gallivanting as you normally would. You know, it's a good opportunity to get yourself, you know, do some cardio, lift some weights, do something a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more strenuous, and it does help you sort of take away the quarantine blues mm -hmm, a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, Fronte, the stress. Yeah, exactly. Franny's able to go 
are you know able to go uh, to work most days, you know, offsite away from his house. So he's yeah, so. living a more normal life than many of us. Yeah. Uh, but if you're looking to take away the quarantine blues, you know, I do recommend a little bit of cardio or working out in some way. You know, mix up the day a little bit. Do something out of the ordinator or ordinary, maybe. Exactly, Franny. What are we going to talk about this week? Uh, tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. And it was a flurry of news to finish up the Crazy week. Crazy week. You thought you were done with the agenda. I did. But it was not done until today, yeah. pretty much. I mean, there was news coming in all week, especially right at the end, Ben. And we also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We also have our tag team news, our thirst and goal news, Ben's Steelers, Sonia, who will probably not make an appearance tonight but well next week most likely because the week or the uh, the football season is starting her Seahawks and my Eagles and we also have our feel good story Ben found a good feel good story for this week we also have our shot of the week which is inspired by the Labor Day holiday it's another red white and blue shot we also have our beverage of the week which is another offering from Glenn Livett. We've just we've tried just about everything from Glenn Livett so far. Almost, this is almost. the Founders Reserve. We've tried the Caribbean, the 14-year, the 12-year, the 15-year. Uh, uh, the 18, I'm not sure if we've, we've obviously sampled it. I'm not sure if we've had it on the show, but we're trying pretty much everything that Glenn Livett has to offer except the 25. That's a little bit more expensive. But if Glenn Livett wants to throw it out there, we'll taste it for you. Happy to do it. <laughs> and we also have our beers of the week uh, because we have one from Poland. I don't have it on the table right now. I can't remember what exactly what it's called, but we also have our own home brew, hopefully ready to go, carbonated and chilling in the cooler right yes. now. We'll, 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 we haven't we haven't tried it at all, so this will be a surprise to ourselves and to all of our listeners out there. Yeah, I the hope. beer is the Lomza Jasny. I'm sure I butchered yeah. that. Uh, I'm but sure that's it's light the... and crisp, and I was looking for something light for this very hot evening, Ben. And we also have our housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, Franny, what's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL news. It was a busy week this week. Going into, I think it was either Thursday or Friday, uh, Leonard Fournette and Alvin Kamara were the most interesting flurries or little bits of information that was coming across the NFL ticker. Uh, Kamara's situation sort of found a a resolution on its own. Uh, But first up. Duh, Sean Watson of the Houston Texans gets himself a huge new deal. The Texans at quarterback, does Sean Watson have their new deal? It's a four, count them, four-year extension, 2022 to 2025. And here's some analysis of the deal. It pays out $156 million in new money, $39 million per year, and has a total value at signing of $174.17 million. That's $29.11 million per year over the next five years. It has three years fully guaranteed for skill, injury, and cap, with a signing bonus that's $73 million in full guarantees at signing. Uh, second, the $37 million payable in 2023 fully vests in 2022, which means that in order to avoid owing Watson $110 million over four years, they'll have to cut him after two years, and they'll owe him only $73 million. Uh, Watson beats Mahomes, can you believe it, in the primary metrics for assessing long-term deals. Watson gets $17 million more to sign, more than $17 million more in first-year cash, and more than $5 million more through two years, $10 million more through, the three, through three years, and $7 million more through four years. 
At that point, Watson will be under contract for two more years, and Mahomes will be under contract for eight yeah. more years. Franny, what say you about Deshaun Watson? Yeah, well, he's not making half a billion dollars, but that's a pretty darn good deal for Deshaun Watson. It's a good deal for the Houston Texans as well. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he did get injured his rookie season uh, in practice. I think he tore his ACL, but since then, the guy has been on fire. I mean, he has... Let's take a look at, at his stats real quick here. It's about 9,716 yards, 71 touchdowns. I, I think he has about 14 or 15 on the ground as well. At least. And, uh, you know, only 29 interceptions. So 71 TDs, 29 interceptions. Like we always say, Ben, quarterbacks don't grow on trees in this league. And when you have a guy of the Sean Watson's caliber, you sign him. Yeah. You, and, and, and what Playmaker, the hell? What was Chicago? winner. Thinking, I know skipping this guy and skipping and, on Mahomes yeah, as well. Exactly. And now they're stuck with Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not sure if he's in the news at all yeah. uh, in upcoming news. But uh, you know, we just we recently heard that you know Mitchell Trubisky will get the start for Chicago. You know, I don't know how everybody feels about that, Ben. Let, let's talk about that real quick. How do you feel real quick uh, it's, about it's, that? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if, if any of you out there, I'm sure a lot of you out there have dogs. Um, when you have to give your dog some medicine and the dog won't take the medicine and you can't put it in some peanut butter or a treat because they'll spit it out. You have to do what's called pilling the dog. You have to open their mouth, put the pill in, shut their mouth and lift their mouth up in order to get that pill down their throat. And I feel like the fans of the Chicago Bears are getting pilled right now by Nagy <laughs> and the ownership group there. They're jamming they're Mitchell Trubisky it. down their throats yeah. when they have Nick Foles. Uh, uh, you well, know, regardless of how you feel about Nick Foles and, and his poor performance in Jacksonville last year you know I think he played one game or two games for Jacksonville yeah, about 1.2 games yeah, something he's, like that he's got more experience he's got more <clears throat> poise he's got a better pedigree you know Trubisky's been in the league for four years they already refused to pick up his fifth year option uh, or three years they refused to pick up his fifth year option and I just think why not try to send Nick Foles Trust out the there and see if he can outperform Trubisky because you know what you're getting with Trubisky. They yeah. haven't made a lot of moves on offense or on defense, really significant moves in Chicago. So why are you pilling your fans with mm -hmm. Mitchell Trubisky again? That I was wondering where you were going with that, Ben, but that's a good analogy <laughs> right there with pilling a dog pilling your fans, but I think they just don't want to admit their mistake. Exactly. Deshaun exactly. Watson was there. Mahomes was there. Mahomes signed a 500 gazillion dollar contract, and now um, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson is signing another contract here for 164 total, uh, you know, if, if it spans the entire uh, contract. But, I mean, look at these two guys that they could have had, but Deshaun Watson definitely deserves it. Oh, definitely. Moving forward, I mean, he has been, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the league top five top six somewhere around there not number you know not number one or two but definitely he's up there and when you have a guy like this you definitely want to keep him there yeah and he's behind the eight ball uh will fuller has been perennially injured for the texans you know you have to suffer behind the the management of bill oh, o'brien and coaching of bill o'brien so you're already biggest, behind the eight ball there. biggest handicap right there yeah, they for haven't Watson. you know they haven't had great uh <laughs> offensive lines really actually pretty poor offensive lines in Houston, this guy's constantly running for his life, but he keeps them in games. He's constantly got them either in the playoffs or damn near in the playoffs. This year, I think the over-under on on the Houston Texans, I think, is seven for total wins for that team. And this is going to, I mean, that that's, you know, I call it right now. That's my lock of the year. <laughs> there is no way the Houston Texans are not going to win more than seven games with Sean Watson behind, you know, with at the quarterback position. 
you know, they've got a decent running game. I just think you got to pay this guy. There's very few people in the league that have the playmaking ability of Deshaun Watson, yeah. both with his arm and with his legs and with his head. I think it's a smart, smart signing for them. And it's only a four-year deal. They can get out of it after three years. I don't think they are. I don't think think they are either, but they can. If he continues to play at the level that he has the last two seasons, he's not going anywhere. Uh, But they definitely do need to find a new coach for him. Um, Somebody that's a quarterback whisperer of sorts. Bill O'Brien is not that kind of a guy. And like I said, I think that's the biggest handicap right there for the Texans. Move on from Bill O'Brien. Find yourself a new coach uh, where you know Deshaun Watson could flourish and uh, you know potentially take you to the Super Bowl because I think he is that oh, yeah. kind of a quarterback. He can take this team. He can elevate this team um, and, and and take them that far. And he's making just about you know forty million dollars a year. We have Dak Prescott out there that's asking for the same amount of money. They're not even close. Deshaun Watson is heads uh, head and shoulders above Dak Prescott. And I'm just looking for a shot. Take that shot. <laughs> tell well, tell uh, our fans. Uh, what, and our listeners and our listeners, why it is that you're taking a shot right now? Uh, well, Ben, per our drinking game agreement that we signed in blood years ago, it was back in 2001. We are, we are blood <laughs> podcasters, blood, uh, bro- blood brothers, and blood podcasters. Yeah, it's been about eight, nine, maybe ten months or so that we've signed this contract. Uh, if I see anything negative about the Cowboys or any team in my division, which is the NFC East. I take a shot. If Ben says anything negative about a team in his division, which is the AFC North, and if Sonya says anything negative about a team in her division, which is the NFC West, she takes a shot as well, even though she hasn't been on the podcast in quite a few weeks, but she would if she said something negative about the Niners or the Cardinals or the Rams. She never says anything. We have to force her into it, though, Ben. We really have to to coax her into saying something negative about one of those teams. She's too nice. She's too nice. That's true. Actually, if she says anything negative about the Seahawks, we should have her take a shot because she says a lot of negative things about her own team. She's very critical. And you made me do that because I was being too positive about the uh, Bengals. That's true. Yeah, but Deshaun, I mean, he should. I mean, I, I think that seven game over under is. I mean, he's got. They've got Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, no Hopkins. You know, they've got no, no Hopkins. Hopkins. You know, but they've got Duke Johnson and David Johnson at the running back position in, a, in an improved offensive line. I mean, I, I think that that he's going to do well. And what, oh, no, what do you? What, I mean, what do you? Well, you Seriously, didn't give man. me your complete. Uh, opinion. Do you think that Nick Foles should get the start? Oh, with uh, in Chicago. You know, I, well. I, I think Chicago using history as your guide. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think Chicago is just not ready to admit that they made a huge mistake when you saw the quarterbacks that were in that draft, and so they're kind of stuck with Trubisky. They still kind of want to see what they have. I think all the fans already know what they have there, uh, but I think you know the the organization is kind of forcing this down their throat, like you said, the pill. Take and your so medicine. I, I, I think you know Foles is a good option if. Trubisky underperforms, and I'm sure everybody knows already that he will underperform. It's just how soon will Foles be thrown in as the starter? And for him being thrown in, he has a lot of experience doing that. As we know what he did with the Eagles, and even as a starter with the Eagles, he had a, uh, a fairly decent first season with the Eagles, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. In the following season, he had some injury issues. Um, but you know, I, I just want to see how far Chicago is going to go with this. How far are they going to suffer with Trubisky at the helm? Um, so you know, for Chicago, if I'm if if I'm the owner, if I'm the coach, I would also start Trubisky. But how long is the leash on Trubisky? About as long as it would be for Duck Hodges, because they're <laughs> about at the same talent level as far as I'm concerned. Three games at the most. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I would say if 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 you're not performing well a quarter 
into the season. Four, first four games. If if you're one and three, you're done. Yeah. Sorry, you're not. You're not. You're never coming back to Chicago. You're the backup to Nick Foles, and you're the backup to whoever else they bring in in the future. Yeah, they've already declined a fifth year option. They've already given up on him. I mean, cheers. I just uh, cheers. cheers to you, let's ben. do this, this is, shot. This is because uh, Frane said something disparaging. Actually, these shots are pretty similar in size. Actually. Yeah, yours should be bigger. It should be a little bigger. Eh, you know, this is just a sympathy sh- shot. This is like you know, said. I'm in, I'm in the wait, I'm in the delivery room with you, uh, helping you breathe, but I shouldn't, you know, actually have to. Yeah, deli- you shouldn't have to suffer. I shouldn't have to have the baby. Hold my head, Ben. <laughs> I shouldn't Hold have my- to have the baby myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Cheers. Hmm. All right, that's terrible. That is the oh boy bird dog, ruby red. Grapefruit flavored whiskey. I feel it coming and out of my nose. Ninety-four degrees outside right now. That tastes a little skunky. Yeah, and it was it a nice a for bit. at about an hour. Yeah, it didn't help. It didn't help. All right, Franny. Next up, Keenan Allen of mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers have locked up their Pro Bowl receiver, Keenan Allen, and he agreed to terms on a new four-year, $80 million extension with the Chargers. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reported, it makes Allen the second highest paid receiver in the league. I think Julio Jones is the highest. Uh, It follows the Chargers signing a pass rusher, Joey Bosa, to a five-year, $135 million extension this offseason. Allen, 28 has made the Pro Bowl in each of the past three seasons, but has never made All-Pro. He has four 1,000-yard seasons in his seven seasons, and over the past three seasons, he has played all 48 games and made 303 receptions for 3,788 yards and 18 touchdowns. That's an average of 101 catches, 1,263 yards, and six touchdowns per season. What say you about Keenan Allen. I mean, I like the guy. I like those numbers, but mm-hmm. that might be a little too rich. Uh, you know, I mean, New Jersey's, right? They have a, a New Jersey style. They have a new stadium that they're coming into that nobody's going to be able to go into. Um, but, it's underground. You know, it's I, really, I, really I, underground I, now. I, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to start fresh with this new crop of not players, but just this... Um, I don't know, they're, well, they're trying to build a fan base basically here in in LA. So I, th- I you know, they're and good luck they're, with they're, that. They're, they're failing. They're failing. They couldn't build one in San they're, Diego. They're failing miserably so far. But you know, you know, signing him, bringing in Herbert. If they only started Herbert and not um, uh, Tyrod Taylor, I think that would definitely benefit yeah, that them. Was idiotic. But for 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 Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen is a very good wide receiver. This is a lot of money. He's a, but he when he's healthy. He is one of the better uh, wide receivers in this league. Last year, 1,199 yards receiving. The year before that, 1,196. The year before that, 1,393. He had some injury issues here and there. Uh, and that's one of his main flaws. I mean, he, you know, he, he has his injury problems. He doesn't score a ton of tough uh, touchdowns, but he can he can catch the ball. I mean, for a wide receiver, that's what you expect from wide receiver, but he just does it better than most. He's not the fastest guy out there. But when you throw the ball to him, he's got stickum or something on his gloves. Oh, there, yeah. I he love just watching comes him down play. with the ball. Um, you know, I, I know I've had him on my fantasy team a few seasons. The guy was excellent. Um, he's he's definitely you know one of my one of my favorites. That's my opinion. One of my favorite wide receivers in the league when he's healthy, when he can play. He can catch the ball. Oh, for sure. I mean, I love the way he plays. He plays tough. He's not afraid to go up and battle for the ball. He's not afraid to take a hit. He's not afraid to run any route on the field if the team needs him to. Uh, it just seems like a little. It might be a little bit of an overpayment there. I mean, I know not all that money's over. You know, guaranteed twenty million a year over four yeah. years. That, that's a lot of I money. I think they're trying to solidify their their the, base. the big name players, basically. 
Yeah, I mean, they've got Austin Eckler. I think they... I like Austin Eckler. Yeah, Eckler's there. Justin Jackson is there. They But they've also got Mike Williams on the other side of Keenan Allen with Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball. So it could be, you know... I mean, I, they're the Chargers. Yeah. So regardless I mean, of how the good Chargers. their team I mean, they have is, a good defense. I mean, they have, they have good players across the board. It just depends on you know, are they going to be able to put it together this year? You know, last year they struggled. The year before that, they made the playoffs. They were eleven and five, I believe. Yep. Um. So you know, it 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 really, you know, it, it could go either way with the Chargers. Yeah. Really. But and they've, I, got, a, I, I and they've got a great tight end over there too. It's a good signing. Um. I they probably could have gotten for a little bit less. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure what their cap situation is right now. I'm not sure if this is um, you know, going to put him in a hole with, you know, within the coming years. Um, but he is definitely a good wide receiver. If he can stay healthy, it's a good signing for them, but still a little rich. You know, I'd say maybe about 70, maybe 60 million dollars for him. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. I mean, it they they're really trying as Franny said, really trying to you know, build a base. I mean, watching uh breakdown of the Steelers season Last year, they you know they had a pretty good chunk of highlights from the game when we came out to Los Angeles to play the Chargers again that we were not expected to win, but we did in fact win with Duck Hodges at quarterback. And just at the end of that game, it was just a sea of yellow, oh. terrible towels in yeah. Los Angeles. I mean, even with the Eagles the year before that, well, 2017 actually, when I you know went out and I watched the game, it was you know 70 percent Eagles fans, 30 percent. San Diego fans, and there's probably like, well, I would say actually 70% Eagles, 20% uh, Chargers, and then 10% Raiders. <laughs> they're, they're just out yeah. there. They're just out there, you know, just, just to watch a game. Um, but definitely the Chargers don't have a fan base here in L.A. And this is, you know, this is probably what the team was thinking about when they signed Keenan Allen. He's a big-name player. He's a great wide receiver. You know, it's, it's, it's a face that you can put up on, you know, marketing posters or, you know, whatever. And so, you know, for them... It's 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 decent, but still more than I would want to pay for Keenan Allen. Yeah, twenty million dollars a year. I'm just checking the oh, no. uh, the cap money for the same or the Los Los Angeles <laughs> Chargers. It looks like it's hard to find the the color. Four, they know, got seriously. fourteen million dollars on yeah, the cap. That's, that's actually that's 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 not great. You know, I mean they're they're at the bottom half right there. I mean that's you know they're about what twenty or maybe even uh, twenty two right yeah. there. Yeah, so. They're they're pretty far down there for, to be spending this much on uh, on Keenan Allen, who's been in the league for seven eight years now. I like him, but would I want to pay that much money for him? I don't know. I mean, I'll but. give the Chargers credit. I mean, they never get this close to the cap. Mm-hmm. The Chargers have always perennially underspent and overhoped. Uh, so I will give them credit for trying uh, to put a winning team on the field, especially in that oh, new look, stadium. Look at the think- Eagles up there. Uh, I'm just looking at that. Wow, twenty three million. I didn't know. I didn't realize that the Eagles had that much. Are the Steelers at the bottom, Ben? Uh, as far as the cap, Steelers are. I think in they're really probably negative. I think they're shape on the cap this year. Yeah, way. Oh yeah, they only got six million. Yeah, yeah. You, so it's you, gonna be. A, you can get a, a nice tough. kicker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Although uh, we could. Leonard uh, Fournette was out there. He was, and you know, but Bruce Arians gonna kick the tires on that one. <laughs> All right, Franny, you ready? Yes, we are. Next up. 
I saw I saw an error message yeah, pop up like on the screen. Yeah, a little error that, message pop up there. Are we good? There. So are we good? We're still good, recording. Though. All right. Yeah, we're still recording. We got quiet for a second there because we thought we lost the entire podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, next up, Leonard Fournette waved and signed. The Jacksonville Jaguars waved this past week. Leonard Fournette. The move ended a turbulent three-year run in which Fournette rushed for 2,631 yards and 17 touchdowns. The Jaguars didn't pick up his fifth-year option during the offseason and actively pursued a trade without receiving any serious offers. Fournette, just 25 years old, was the fourth overall pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, and he was the first draft pick made by Tom Coughlin, the team's former former executive vice president of football operations and everyone's enemy apparently down in Jacksonville. <laughs> Coughlin wanted to build a team around a power run game and dominant defense and thought that, and though that worked in 2017 uh, when the Jaguars reached the AFC championship game, things didn't go always as go smoothly as always between Fournette and the team. Uh, this, uh, this past week, he filed a grievance for filed a grievance and it, uh, about his fifth year base salary of $4 million. They're trying to avoid, I think, $10 million. Uh, this week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continued to go all in on the 2020 season and they making it for a crowded backfield and an abundance of help for quarterback Tom Brady, Jenna Lane of ESPN reported. Nearly one month after signing six-time Pro Bowl running back LaShawn McCoy, the Bucks' recent agreement Wednesday night with Leonard Fournette confirmed on social media the agreement is for a one-year deal worth up to $3.5 million with incentives, but he's over there on the Tampa Bay Bucks after literally no one in the league wanted anything to do with him. What say mm. you, Franny? Uh, you know, you actually you texted me earlier in the week about this move, and I said, you know what? Leonard Fournette hasn't been that great for the Jaguars. But then I looked at the numbers. He's actually not that bad. You know what I mean? He only had 600 receiving yards last year and 1,200 rushing yards or something, or uh, yeah, 1,000 yeah, rushing yeah, yards. It was, it was around there. It was yeah, around, yeah. I didn't realize that he had, because, you know, when you, when you go to Jacksonville, you sort of flounder. You're sort of there. Nobody really thinks about you, and that's why they've lost their entire team, basically, since they made it to the AFC Championship game a few years ago. Uh, but Leonard Fournette, he's a solid running back, and uh, that's just another weapon in Tampa Bay, and that team just seems to get scarier by the day. I mean, they had that receiving duo that they have with Evans and Godwin, and 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 uh, their tight ends there with Gronkowski and uh, what's his face? Couldn't tell you. I had him on, his, on my fantasy team last year, but uh, and he underperformed obviously because he was on my fantasy team. Um, but I mean, you know, they ha- they just have these offensive weapons. This is just another one to add to that core and they're going to be kind of scary in that division, but the whole division is very good. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I think it's, you know, I think you just kicking the tires on this. I mean, it probably cost them about a million bucks, uh, you know, guaranteed money with about 2.5 million in incentives on the deal. And I think Arian's going to see what he can get. And if he can get something out of him, he's going to, he's going to ride it. Otherwise he'll yeah. cut him two, three, four oh, weeks from good, now. Good for them. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really good signing for them. And, and, you know, I think Fournette is sort of chasing a ring. I mean, he sees all these good players going over there. You know what? Why not go over there? Because if even if he does, you know, OJ Howard, OJ Howard, that's who it is. OJ Howard, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, but even you know, even if he is released, you know, three four weeks into the season, somebody else is going to pick him up. And I think he's a good pickup for any team. All right, that kind of attitude, though. I yeah, mean, but, liter- I mean, they literally seems, got no bites on a trade. Yeah, I know, but no he seems, He seems almost like a, a, a prototypical Steelers running Steelers back. running back. He's he's just a strong back. You know, he doesn't cut very well, but he's he's just a strong runner, and that's. 
that's what the Steelers always have is one of those guys. Not and he can play. catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, and, and yeah, he does it well. And he does it exceptionally well. Uh, I just think too many, you know, too much drama, too many tweets, too many problems in Jacksonville. I mean, I just don't know what Jacksonville is doing. Uh, Shad Khan and the ownership group down there in Jacksonville. I mean, they they tried to build I, a team from the ground up. They built it. They beat the Steelers. Yep. In in the playoffs, they, went were to the to, they were close game, to the, to the Super Bowl. And I mean, they completely they were, tore the team down. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to be there. Nobody wants to be in Jacksonville, and uh, I'm, I'm not You're sure. You're re- rebuilding twice in yeah. less than a, a decade. Exactly, and I, I don't know if, if it's if it's just them trying to get to London or whatever they're trying to do, um, but you know they they had a team in place. Uh, you know, the Blake Bortles obviously wasn't the best quarterback option, um, but you know. I, I just, you know, it's, it's just, I can't believe what happened. It completely fell apart after all that success. Yeah, I'm just shocked by it. I mean, but let's see. I mean, it, it's an embarrassment of riches down in Tampa Bay. If, if Arians can get this guy under control and, you know, reach his full potential like he did with Gardner Minshew, you know, 1,000 yards on the ground, another 522, 530 yards through the air with Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Minshew. I mean, what's he going to do on a team with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady and all of those receivers? Mm-hmm tight ends, and that great offensive line they've got down there. I mean, it could be scary. I am mm-hmm. very, very, very happy that I already put my bet in <laughs> on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win that division and much, win the NFC. Much cheaper a few weeks ago. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> because if, if Fournette plays well in the next couple of weeks, you know, that number's going that that odds number is going to go way, way, way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, let's see. I mean, I'm glad that I play. My team plays in the AFC. Uh, and Tom well, Brady I mean, and this Bucks team is in the NFC. I'll take it. Well, you have Kansas City to worry about, Ben. They're the new New England. That's true, but I'm almost more scared of Tampa Bay at this point with the weapons that they've got on that team. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see if Tom Brady can play healthy. I mean, you know, the entire season. You know, he hasn't he hasn't had a long injury history. That one injury, but he's up there. He's up there in age. That's true. That's true. All right, Franny. Next up, this is something that we were waiting for. Yannick Ngakwe is traded finally. The guy wanted so another guy that wanted so badly to get out of Jacksonville along with everyone else, including all of the residents of that city. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings have acquired oh, come on. Yannick Ngakwe. I'm, I'm sure Jacksonville is a nice city. It, I'm sure I've it is. never been there. I mean, I'm sure it's really humid right now, but it's, I'm sure it's, it's, I'm sure it's a beautiful yeah, I'm sure it is. town. But right? not football players just don't want to be there. Yeah, exactly. They're rather playing Buffalo. What does That's that tell you? The dirty dirty. Yeah, in, in the dirty yeah. dirty. Uh, from the Jaguars for a 2020 second round pick and a conditional fifth round pick in 2022. NFL Network Insider and Sounding Board Ian Rappaport later reported per an informed source that both sides agreed to a one-year contract worth a few million less than the franchise tag, which is what it took to get the initial deal in Jacksonville done. Ngakwe was set to make $17.8 million with his former team on the tag, but he will now play under a revised 12 million dollar deal electing to play for way less money just to get the hell out of the dirty dirty there is also a no tag clause in the deal meaning that the vikings can use the franchise tag on the pass rusher next year so the best case scenario for all involved will be a long-term contract which cannot happen until after the upcoming season as he was franchised this year it's evident that Ngakwe wanted out of Jacksonville in a big way <laughs> as he obvious. took a big pay cut, 30% this season, and didn't command a no-tag clause. Ngakwe gave up roughly $6 million to get a fresh start with the Vikings and Kirk motherfucking cousins. <laughs> Friday, what say you? Uh, no, I mean, 
in Gakuo, just like everybody else, it's a sinking ship in Jacksonville right now. Everybody just wants to get out of Jacksonville. Um, but, you know, I mean, in Gakuo, definitely a, a, a spectacular player. Um, you know, eight sacks last year, nine and a half, 12, eight going back. In, I mean, going back to 2016, I mean, great numbers for Ngakwe. Um, but, you know, he, he finally did it. It's something we've been talking about, you know, for a little while, or he's been talking about. It's been in the news uh, since the end of uh, last season. He's finally out of there. Um, you know, good for him. I mean, it just, it blows my mind how badly people want to get out of there. I mean, not a sinking ship. This is two hours and 45 minutes into Titanic. I mean, this is... <laughs> you the, know the, what's going to happen. This is the ship. All you can see is... Jack could have lived. He could have stayed on that board. All you can see is the bow. Yeah, he could have stayed on the board. He could have stayed on the board. But it wouldn't have been as romantic. Damn Rose. Then you wouldn't have had That any. bitch didn't let him on. There. She just... <laughs> just, <laughs> on, it's, it's she just let him room. die. Not There's not enough room here. It's like It was like a king-sized mattress almost that she was on or something. exactly. Or headboard or whatever she was floating on out there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but very Atlantic. romantic. Very romantic. It was it was it was a good movie, yes. Yeah, I watched uh, at least the last hour and a half. The first yeah. hour and a half I could live without, but the second hour and a half was great. I didn't know it was going to sink. Uh, <laughs> I thought they, they were going to survive. I thought maybe they would make it. Yeah, too soon? Uh too <laughs> soon. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a I mean, with the pass rushers that they've got down there in or over there or up there depending on where you are in Minnesota. I mean, I think this is a nice upgrade for them for 12 million dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, Ngakwe's not going to set the world on fire. Uh, not a particularly uh, great when he has to drop into coverage and and you know and 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 play more versatile at his position. But he's a great, great runner for uh, edge rusher, and uh, it's going to be a, yeah. a good upgrade, I think, for them. Yeah, oh, oh, for sure. I mean, even even the division now, the way it looks, uh, you know, who who would be your favorite in that division, Ben? With the Vikings, uh, Green Bay. I mean, who's 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 Detroit? Detroit. Oh my God. I'm you're, going you're with going Detroit. For, I'm going, going with Detroit. Yeah, you know what? That's probably. I'm sure it's a good bet right now, um, but I, I I don't believe it's going to be Detroit in that division at all. And Matt I'm sure Patricia, most people are it's all most people, coming together. They're dri- driving home right now, so this podcast is rolling their eyes. Here, here's Ben again making these predictions that well, some of them do actually happen. Yeah. But uh, this is just more from my you heart. know Tampa Bay. Tampa I, I, Bay, I can see. Heart. You know, Tampa Bay, I could definitely see the Steelers. Maybe because you have a bet on the Steelers as well, uh, right? Yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, regular season, Baltimore might take the division, but yeah, they're going to oh. crumble in the playoffs like they always do. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, I don't I don't see them, you know, Detroit being the cream of the crop in that division. Um, but, you know, this is definitely a huge move for Minnesota. I mean, their their defense is already good. It's been good for the last few seasons. Um, so just just another weapon on, on you know, the defensive line over there. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're solid, too. And with Kirk motherfucking Cousins, you know how I feel about Kirk motherfucking Cousins winning his first playoff game this year. If Yeah, that is true. If I mean, if I had to bet on it, it would be... I would still be Green Bay. It would be Minnesota, Detroit, Green Bay, oh, Chicago. That would man. be my order. All right. Looking for an excuse to get Rodgers out of town. This is going to be the year where they find their excuse to get Rodgers out of town. All right. Oh, <laughs> remember... This podcast, whatever this, whatever today sure is, you're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna find sound bites. You don't usually yeah, find sound I can't. bites. It's just you should write this down. You should hours. probably write it down or something, Ben. But uh, I'm sure you're gonna find this and just throw it in my face and say, "I told you so." You, and and maybe you will. But. Well, I, d- I doubt it. I mean, but I don't think yeah, Green Bay is gonna win that division. I think they're good enough. I know sure. because you love Aaron Rodgers. I do. All right. Next up, another story about Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians is for real. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers Bruce coach Bruce Arians is known for being one of the more animated NFL coaches and one of the best 
remote co- re- remote drafting and most relaxed. Him and Andy Reid were competing for most relaxed was during he, the was draft. Was he wearing a Hawaiian Yeah, he was uh, wearing something just chilling like on his patio. That's how I would do it. Yeah. You know, a bottle of, uh, or not a bottle, well, a bottle of scotch, a glass, and the Glen Cairn glass with yeah, a exactly. cigar. You know what you're and doing. it wasn't that bullshit Cliff Kingsbury, you know, where you have a publicist and a whole photography crew there. Bruce Arians was legit just sitting there doing his yeah, thing. Cliff Kingsbury was trying really yeah, hard. Really to hard good. to yeah. prove that he believed belongs he's, in. He's new money. Yeah. He's new money. Bruce Arians, old money. And nobody likes new money. <laughs> new money is the is the guy that drives by your house at 100 miles an hour in the middle of the night with his Ferrari because he just made a million dollars. Screeching around the yeah. corner. He'll not only trash talk, but curse out players in lengthy tirades at practices and even berate officials. Uh, how does this new tight end Rob Gronkowski, who spent nine seasons playing for Bill Belichick in New England, handle the mercurial, more animated Arians? Uh, Gronkowski said, it's kind of, it's first, it's like, wow, that was pretty <laughs> funny. If you're not receiving it, Gronkowski said with a chuckle. And then when you're receiving it, you're like, oh, shoot. It's not as funny we, anymore. We, we gotta get I him got, on this yeah, podcast. I gotta He's get the better. Kind of I, guy we want. I gotta go out there and perform. I'd love to have him on the podcast. Uh, no one is safe from a tongue lashing from Arians. Not even quarterback Tom Brady, who, which is one of the reasons he left New England. So I'd watch out there. Who during the first weeks of camp was given an earful from Arians because he was throwing the ball in a walkthrough. A big no-no. The coach recently threw <laughs> threw starting right guard Alex Kappa out of a drill for a false start. He made the entire second team defense run for failing to get to the ball for two straight practices and they almost certainly heard it after a rough Sunday practice. Uh, it gets motivating for sure when the head coach is getting on you. It motivates you. It's all for a good, positive way. It may be colorful language, but that's fine. It's the game of football, Gronkowski said. It's all to make yourself and the team better. It's all to make the team better. It's that It's that what it's all about. It's good to have that too. I, Reading Gronkowski quotes is not easy. It keeps your tell on point. It keeps you going. Yo soy it keeps fiesta. you motivated. Yeah, we had all time one of our all time favorite shots for his alleged one of, retirement. All time favorite players, even though he did play for New England for so many years, he's 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 one of those fun dudes in the league. It looks like Kittle is trying to take his place. Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> see. he's got that's a high mountain to climb. It is. That's the Mount Everest <laughs> of of player personalities to climb, and I don't think Kittle Yo, is quite so there because it was always genuine with Gronkowski. Yeah, you never got the I, impression I, that it was that it was. I think that's contrived. who he is. Twenty four seven. Yeah, that is Gronkowski. Kittle. That's you know, I'm on the job. I want to be fun. But outside of work, I'm not sure if he's the same kind of guy. Yeah, and when George Kittle moves in next to uh, the Griffins on Family Guy and they do an episode with George Kittle, then maybe he'll reach that <laughs> that height of popularity and interestingness. Exactly. If, 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 you're on the, if you're on Family Guy or The Simpsons, yeah. you know you've made it. Yeah, exactly. But what do you think about Arians uh, reading you know, uh, people the riot act? Oh, I mean, Bruce Arians, I mean, I've, I've mentioned this in the past uh, on the podcast. He's one of my favorite coaches out there. I mean, what he did in Arizona, you know, was amazing. I mean, he definitely elevated that team. Same thing uh, with Tampa Bay. I mean, obviously last season wasn't the, his greatest, but, you know, with this new crop of players that he has, or, you know, at least adding Tom Brady, adding Fournette, I mean, it's going to be a dangerous team. This guy really knows what to do with his players. You can have a good team, but you have to be a good coach in order to get good results. And, um, no, it, it's, it's you know, they're they're taking a proactive approach with Bruce Arians, they want to keep this guy, and I think they also signed their uh, was it their GM or not their uh, was it was it their, their yeah, yeah, yeah 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 their general manager as well both got an extension uh, and and uh, you know I I think it's it's good for uh, for Tampa Bay moving forward yeah I mean this is going to be a scary <laughs> team I mean I know I've said it before I mean it, this is going to be a scary I mean that division is going to be mm. 
probably next to the I'll potentially to next to the NFC every West. Every game, every game. Yeah, the most fun division out there. I mean, if, especially if Carolina outperforms, that division could be, you know, go right down to the wire. And you know, I mean, it, this is the storyline of the year, right? How is Tom Brady going to perform without Bill Belichick, and how mm-hmm. is Bill Belichick going to perform well, I think perfect, without Tom Brady? I think it's a perfect coach for him. You know, he's 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 he's, he's one of the old school coaches. If it was, it was, you know, like Cliff Kingsbury. That's not where Tom Brady wants to go, but he wants to go where one of these old school, you know, coaches, or even if you, if Mike Tomlin was his head coach, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think those are the perfect coaches for Tom Brady. They know how to utilize his skill. Yeah, I feel like Tom Brady is Mike Tomlin and Bruce Arians at work, <laughs> but Cliff Kingsbury out of work, and he doesn't yeah, want to be that way. He's new he, age. Yeah, he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to play for Matt Lafleur. <laughs> he wants to, he wants to play for Mike Tomlin or Bruce Arians, or Sean McVay. You know, or eh, yeah, Sean, Sean I think McVay. Sean McVay's a little too I, new. Well, I, I, I think when you're tailoring your khakis he's he's <laughs> sorry you take your, was, you take your khakis to the tailor on the on on, <laughs> on your speaker in the car while this does but uh yeah that, that is true i mean actually you know uh sean mcveigh actually grew up around football so he still has sort of that old school mentality himself yeah but i mean if you're getting your beard trimmed and your khakis tailored before every game yeah i don't yeah. know if you're tom brady's kind of guy <laughs> uh next up Franek, you want to move on Let, let's move on ben. all right you can we move on yeah we, we can we all can right. You haven't asked me that yet. Oh, that's true. It's such a wild week of news. Oh, uh, Next up, from your third place this year, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Mixon. Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon, according to PFF, solidified his future this week when he agreed to terms on a four-year... Were they fourth place or third place? Really no, they're going to be in third place oh, this year. Oh, 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 so you're, you're, oh, you're already looking forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, when you win two games, you can't be third place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never look back. Uh, four-year, $48 million contract. A 2017 second-round pick, Mixon was always seen as one of the most talented players in his draft class, but off-field concerns and legal issues saw him slide. And while he's been a solid player for Cincinnati since he came into the league, he has still yet to hit spectacular heights. However... Not every year of the new contract is guaranteed, as Mixon's contract reportedly includes a team option for the final year of the deal in 2024 for $9.6 million. So instead of a four-year extension for $48 million, it's technically a three-year extension for about $38.4 million. Uh, his overall PFF grade has hovered around in, in the 70s throughout his career. His career high coming in 2018 with a 77.8, and his career low coming during his rookie year, 72.6. And for as much as he hasn't had the best situation to work with, that's putting it mildly, uh, the run blocking in front of him, he hasn't particularly excelled in the areas that running backs have the most influence over. Since entering the league, Mixon has averaged 2.8 yards after contact per carry. Sounds like Zach Ertz numbers there, <laughs> which ranks just 24th. Well. <laughs> we're, we're comparing a tight end to a running back. Come That's on. true. That's true. <clears throat> Which ranks 24th among active players with at least 250 carries over that time. And he fares slightly worse in terms of avoiding tackles from defenders with his 100 broken tackles on 692 attempts, ranking 31st over that time. So again, I think the Bengals overpaid here. I think they didn't need to cut this deal, make this deal. I think they could have found someone on the waiver wire. Really? You or think, drafted I mean, somebody. He's had some pretty good numbers, though, Ben. He I mean, has, you look but at his I numbers. Mean, I mean, you know, the yards yards after contact is not everything. I mean, you just look at the numbers that he has. You know, the, his rookie season, 626, not spectacular. Four touchdowns there. Uh, you know, 2018, 1,168. That. Those are good numbers right there. And then 1,137 last year, um, you know, 17 touchdowns his entire career. I, you know, and, and he's good at catching the ball out of the backfield as well. Um, you know, well, he's decent. Uh, you know, 870 throughout his career. Um, but, you know, they did overpay. I probably wouldn't do, you know, 48 million with, you know, Joe Mixon. But, I, you know, I, 
I think the reason they did it is to, uh, you know, just not have any contract disputes moving forward with Joe Mixon. I think 48's a, you know, a little, a little high. If it was my team, maybe around 40 million. I think he's good enough. He's a definitely, he's, he's definitely a good running back. Um, and especially for that team, it, it, there's not much promise over there. Joe I Mixon, disagree. Joe Mixon, I is, disagree. Joe Mixon is one of the bright spots on the Bengals, and and I think that's maybe what sort of forced them to make this decision as well. Yeah, but their defense is not terrible. Their yeah. offensive line not terrible. You got Joe Burrow, but that's number also one, problem. There you know, too. your number one draft pick, a rookie quarterback. Uh, but you don't at know least what they're starting him. At least yeah. they're giving him a chance. I would still, I would still, I would have kept Dalton. You know, you got AJ Green. You got decent receivers out there. You got Joe Mixon under a new contract. I, I mean, I predicted the Bengals will, will be in third place. Yeah, in I mean, division. it's your division. It's your division. So, you, I mean, obviously, you watch them more than I do. But um, you know, since Joe Mixon has come into the league, I think he's been a, a, a very good running back. I don't disagree. Not great. I think it might be a little good. too much money given the running back market, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree they should have picked well, four up. The, year, four year, I agree they should have I mean, signed. That's, you know, it's, that's about eleven million dollars. Yeah. So I mean, they, you know, they and it's really only for him. three years. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't think it's terrible. It's a little high, but we say that about almost every player yeah. except you know Mahomes. Um, but it's decent. It's decent. Yeah, and I think the Bengals are gonna are gonna outperform. I don't think so. I think that I think this year is essentially the years that the, the Browns. They hit the they hit the iceberg this they've, year. They've hit the iceberg for the past twenty five years. Yeah, that's true. But this year, I think it's going to get ugly. in In Cleveland, I think when they lose to Cincinnati and they finish behind Cincinnati in the standings this year, I think there's going to be again more changes Rebuilding. in Cleveland. It's going to be like next it's, year. It's the Jaguars of the North. Yeah, Kevin Stefanski or not, I think there's going to be some changes in. <clears throat> Cleveland always, next year. Uh, Franny, you want to take a carousel quick, quick break and we'll finish up the NFL news? Yes, sir. All right. We'll be right back with the rest of the NFL news. All right. And we are back with the remainder of the NFL news. Yeah. I mean, it was a busy week yeah this week i almost right feel like we're mid-season you form got, you got really busy right there at the yeah. end of the week ben. <laughs> at the end of the you week you thought you were done you were gonna be able to relax but then no more news on the way sean watson yeah, exactly keenan allen leonard fournette i mean it was a busy one uh this one's not as sexy but i think it's very important and it goes in line with my pick of the detroit lions to be competitive in the NFC North this year. This is from PFF. Taylor Decker is going to protect Matthew Stafford for years on his blind side. Detroit Lions left tackle Taylor Decker agreed to a four-year, $60 million extension on Tuesday per NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. He's very busy taking mm. in information like a <laughs> stenographer. The $15 million average per year number is a bit below where they would have expected Decker to land, so this is a nice value signing for the Lions. Decker's with, Decker was set to play at uh, on a 10.35 million fifth year option in 2020 and it appears as though that money remains in place all in all decker should be under contract for the next five years in detroit at a total cost of 70.35 million when buffalo bills left tackle Dion dawkins agreed to a four-year 60 million extension a few weeks back we assumed or pff assumed that the average per year number of 15 million would become taylor decker's floor decker instead was drafted 16th overall by the detroit lions in 2016 just three slots behind laramie tunsil of course decker didn't have nearly the same leverage as tunsil did after getting traded to houston from miami for multiple first round picks that was a 
Huge deal. Nevertheless, Tunsil signing signing for $22 million per year compared to Decker's $15 million is a pretty remarkable mm-hmm. bargain. What say you about getting a left tackle of Decker's stature for $15 million to protect Matthews or Matthew Stafford's blindside yeah. for many, many years to come, and he yeah. needs it because he yeah. gets oh, beat up man. back there. Yeah, he does. But uh, I mean, definitely want to you know protect your investment. Uh, and Matthew Stafford is their investment. Um, one of their you know fair few very good investments there. Um, but well, they buy a lot of pencils. They, I, I guess they for do. Matt Patricia. Yeah, they do. Yeah, he, he always wants something. He doesn't actually on his write ear there. Yeah, uh, just it's, 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 it's that sort of look. You know, I mean, yeah. Bill Belichick has a sweater. He has his you know his pencil in his ear. Um, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, McVeigh has his his. Uh, his slacks or yeah, his, his, khakis, tailored khakis. his tailored khakis that he always has on the sideline there. Tighter. No, no. <laughs> Tighter. <laughs> I want to see my quads in my khakis. Well, you could. You could. But, uh, you know, I mean, definitely, you know, for Detroit, it's a good signing. Um, you know, and, and, and whenever you have a good offensive line, you set yourself up for success. Yeah. For the future. And, and you know, a lot of teams are lacking in that department. Um, but for Detroit, to tie up Decker for a little bit longer to protect the blind side of one of their best investments there, one of the best players of all time in Detroit, um, I think it's a good signing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not as sexy. I mean, you know, most podcasts we talk about, you know, quarterbacks and wide receivers and running backs, but these offensive linemen are probably the most important players in the league in terms of being able to protect their quarterback and giving them time to do what they do. So we want to report out on a lot of these deals when they are made because they are just as important as the big flashy deals yeah. that take place as Detroit, well. Detroit, number one, right, yeah. Ben? Yeah, well, I think uh, they'll, they'll come in second place in that division. <laughs> You're already changing your tune just a little bit. Yeah, At the end I mean, of the podcast, they'll be in third place. But I like Detroit. I like yeah. Detroit. So I'm hoping that they, you know, and I don't have a dog in that fight in that division. I mean, it no, doesn't really matter do I, to me. But, you know, well, you have. They started uh, out well. You I have, mean, look, you have started, two of your all-time favorite quarterbacks in that out, division. They started out very well last season until Matthew Stafford got injured and they just fell off a cliff. Yeah, so this is sort of make it, break it for Matt Patricia this year. You know, if they don't perform well, he's probably out of a job. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of incentive for a lot of people to play well this year. Uh, you ready? Can we move on? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's never. You're never going to stop. No, that, are you? probably yeah. not. Yeah. Next up, the despicable Le'Veon Bell. What? Oh, oh there <laughs> oh. it is already. That's a shot already. All right, I'll do the shot. I'll do the shot. Despicable. He wasn't even that bad. I mean, I could see you saying that with Antonio Brown, but Le'Veon Bell was very. Yeah, that's he, true. He was. He that's was very true. respectful towards. The Steelers. I just see the name, and I know that. You just I know, and I know, and I know that Connor James Connor is going to get hurt within the first six weeks <laughs> of the season. And the only reason that Le'Veon Bell is not catching, you know, a hundred passes and running for twelve hundred yards for the Pittsburgh Steelers is his own ego. Yeah, but Pittsburgh wouldn't be able to afford him. Yeah, I mean, with with the way the contract with. Uh, What's it called? Here, here's the cap. Shot. The cap is right now. There's your shot right there, Ben. I don't think they would be able to sign him to a large contract. No, but they yeah, could no. have back then. Yeah. I mean, we, maybe we wouldn't have built the defense. Maybe we wouldn't have traded for exactly. Mika Fitzpatrick. So maybe a blessing in disguise. Yeah, that's true. But Le'Veon Bell. Ugh, poor guy. <laughs> uh, Jets go. Oh, let's do the shot. Let's do the shot real quick before. Because uh, before the shot on. is Actually, 100 mine, degrees. Mine is a little short. All Let's right. See, like, a little less than you, Ben. You have a little bit more. Just like you don't make me, me pill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Chicago after, Bear fan. After the podcast. <laughs> Here we go. Exactly. Roofy. <laughs> there we are. Oh. Yeah, it's not It's not getting any better. It's not good, but we got to get Friday. We got to get Friday to say at least one more thing bad. 90, about well, someone. I was sort of slurring. 
my speech at the end of the last podcast, even towards the middle of the podcast, I wasn't very proud of that last podcast <laughs> because we started pre-gaming uh, even before and then the shots. and I mean, we, we, this, We're not making this up, people. We're actually drinking. Yeah. We're taking these shots on the podcast. We're not just being silent for a second. Yeah, exactly. You know, just to uh, pretend like we're taking a shot. There goes Ben taking a little, a, a little swig from his, uh, from his gin right Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. We are genuine, if nothing else. Yeah, exactly. So you'll always get... A little too genuine at times. Yeah, our honest, <laughs> honest take, you are not going to get a varnished opinion here. Uh, but Jets coach Adam Gase has emphasized throwing the ball to Le'Veon Bell more in recent days. Yeah. Listening to Adam Gase is a... That's a dangerous proposition. Why did they ever hire him? Uh, yeah, possible foreshadowing of what he has planned for this season. That's why I love the New York Jets fans podcast. How you can be so optimistic about this team is beyond off, me. Constantly pissed off. Yeah. I feel Every like we single can, day. Gay said, I feel like we can find better ways to get him the ball and help him create more explosive plays. Gay said on Tuesday, we can get him in space better than what we did last year, which was not at all. I think that there was a lot of good that came out of what we did in the receiving game last year. That's not true. But I don't think we ever really gave him enough space to work because that's his game. And of course, I didn't actually call plays that would play to his strengths. <laughs> Because I don't know what I'm doing, apparently. Uh, not much worked correctly with Bell in 2019, his first season with the Jets. A weak offensive line, adjusting to Gase's system, and coming back from a year off all led to one of Bell's worst seasons as a pro. In the passing game, he caught only 66 passes for 461 yards and a touchdown. Those are solid numbers, but Bell can do much, much more. He had 85 catches for the Steelers in 2017. Most of Bell's catches last year came out of the backfield. He lined up wide just 41 times and in the slot just 28 times, according to Pro Football Focus. If Gase can design, design ways to line up Bell wide more, the Jets could have a weapon that will offset what they are missing at wide receiver. If he gets space to work, he's going to make guys miss, Gase said. Didn't know it last year, apparently. Or if a DB is trying to tackle him, he's hard to bring down against a secondary guy. So if we can keep him finding different ways to mix it up, whether we're in formation, free releasing, putting him in an empty, coming off play action, I think we can just really use the whole gamut to find many different ways to get him the ball in space as many ways as possible. I mean, yeah. it just blows my mind. So you had this guy in your team for an entire year last year. Mm -hmm. You know all of this. You don't do any of this. Uh -huh. And now preseason, you're saying that this is your plan going in, so into this season. It literally it, makes so, no sense. It's like yeah, it you know really putting you know LeBron James at point guard. I, I just don't. Well, I mean, you probably could play LeBron James. He probably I mean, could that's, play that's, a point. I mean, that's true. Le'Veon Bell is no LeBron James. Right. LeBron James could play center if he wanted to. All right, that's to. fair enough. Yeah. Putting <laughs> uh, what's uh, we're putting Steph Curry at center. Yeah, that's, that's that might that, not work that's as better, well. Yeah, uh, but no, with with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, oh, actually, you you Ben, you've watched him his entire career. I mean, you watched him with the Steelers almost every single game. You take this one away. What do you think? I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, last year to not line him up wide more yeah. often than they did Actually, to not know. get him do more often. To, do they need to line him up wide, or it could just line up in the backfield and just he could line him in the backfield. They should use yeah. him on play action on a routine and regular basis. They should use him on RPOs on a regular basis. I mean, they should be having him. He should be all over the field. I can't even count the number of long passes that he caught from Ben Roethlisberger. The defense was completely unprepared for. Mm -hmm. Now that's not going to happen on a routine basis. He's not going to catch an eighty-yard or sixty-yard touchdown pass on a routine basis. But to not use Le'Veon Bell to what his skill set is, which is, you know, a slower, more deliberate no, offensive line formation and yeah. getting him in space where he can catch the ball and getting him on design plays, especially on run pass options and play action. Why they didn't do that last year, why they just lined him up and let him run straight into the A-gap time after time after time. I just didn't understand it. 
And and you saw the the numbers. The numbers. I don't know if you can it bring uh, up yeah, just Bell's numbers. I mean, they were terrible last year for him. Yeah, for him. Well, actually, not terrible for him. Not terrible. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, sixty six, uh, sixty six uh, receptions for four hundred sixty one yards. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, but what I was, mean, it, what, what, been, what was the stats they, a year before? They, they, um, in 2017. Well, 2018 in Missoula, 2017, 85 for 655, 75 for 616. Um, so, I mean, obviously, he had the ball thrown to him a few more times, 20, 20, 10 or 20 more times um, those seasons before. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I, I think his biggest problem is just running behind that offensive line that they have set up in New York with the Jets um, because with the Steelers I did I mean that's that's why I enjoyed loving or, or enjoyed watching Le'Veon Bell run the ball I loved watching him just his patience, I mean it's just amazing his when he's patience on. behind the line waiting for those blocks and 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 and, and running through the hole I mean that that's what I enjoyed about watching Le'Veon Bell because you don't see a lot of running backs you just see them just run straight up the middle whereas Le'Veon Bell he lets the play sort of develop lets the blockers get in front of him and then he takes off and gets through that hole that's not what we saw with the Jets this season I mean that, and that's exactly what he did with the Steelers as far as receiving yards you know obviously they could have done better there I, I just didn't pay that much attention to that I don't pay that much attention to the Jets his hands are as good as just most about people any don't pay attention to the Jets yeah. unless you're a Jets fan but his hands are as good as just yeah. about any wide receiver out there mm-hmm. yeah it just it, it just boggled my mind what they were trying to do with him last year I mean the offensive line with with Le'Veon Bell your offensive line has to work very deliberately and in and in sync uh to get him you know the, the maximize what what his you know his his skill set. Well, yeah, his running I mean, style. you I need mean, to give him a little a bit more style. time. You need to act deliberately on the offensive line. It's got to be, you know, you can't rush it and move to the A-gap type of formation where you're expecting him to run run right up the middle of the field. You know, you need to give him a little bit of time and a little bit of space, and he should be calling plays for the offensive line that help him, you know, succeed. And, and they just didn't do any of that. And for Gase to say that he's just like, like, like he's brand new, yeah. like he didn't see <clears throat> Le'Veon. The reason Le'Veon Bell left the Steelers is because he was demanding $15 million <laughs> a year over the course of five. He wanted like a, whatever it was, he wanted like a $60, $70 million contract with $40 million guaranteed. And there was a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that was that he was very, very successful in Pittsburgh. So why you don't try to recreate, I mean, that's the only weapon they had other than, I can't remember that wide receiver's name. It went off to the camera where well, we talked about it last week or a week mm-hmm. before the wide receiver that they had, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Who went off? That was the only weapon they had on offense other than Le'Veon Bell. And why you wouldn't maximize Le'Veon Bell in that offense last year is just beyond my ability to comprehend. I just think Gase is a terrible coach. Oh, yeah. And doesn't want to admit when he makes a mistake, doesn't want to admit that he doesn't that he that he needs help and that he needs to turn to his coordinators or hire better coordinators to to get a better scheme on the field and it just, well, I mean, just it's too bad because Sam Darnold could be a good quarterback fire gaze Sam Darnold is a good quarterback a quarterback um you know I mean obviously last year he had health issues um but he also didn't have that much help you know his receiving core is not the greatest but he did everything that he could with what he had on the field so he could be a good quarterback in this league you just put those weapons around him um but you know, for for Le'Veon Bell, he just wanted more money. He went out and found more money, but he just went to the wrong team. I mean, you know, if if you want to sign a, a, a huge contract and play for a crap, then go ahead and do it. But you're not going to really win much. Yeah, exactly. In New York, and and you know, his, his heart is with the money, not with the winning. So yeah, and I don't even understand. I mean, it's something about New York general managers, New York head coach Dave Gettleman saying this year that that Daniel Jones may be the best quarterback the Giants have ever had. Uh, you know, and he proved it last year. I, I mean, I mean, like, when, just, when, when you why hire, do, why do people in New York say the most, most ridiculous shit? You see shit? what Gase was able to do 
in Miami, which is absolutely nothing. They made one one playoff appearance. They were better last year. Yeah, they were they were definitely better last year, of course. Um, but and 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 you saw how he allowed Tannehill to flounder over there. But then you see uh, Tannehill with a new team and what he's able to accomplish with a new uh, team a with a better game. coach with with a better coach. It's it's it's. I don't know why, if you're in the same division, why? I mean, I can understand if maybe they're in different divisions, but you see this team twice a year. You see this coach twice a year. And this is these are the teams that you study because you play six games against these guys altogether. Why do you hire this guy? I mean, that that is just terrible management all around for the Jets. I just can't. I, I, I mean, when when this trade, when, when, that, when that move was made, me and you were just shaking our heads, and, and we've been talking about it ever since, and I'm sure a lot of Jets fans out there feel the same exact way. Why Adam Gase? Just... It, Fire him now. Get somebody else. He's not going to make any difference this year. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know why, you know, Woody and the ownership group over there, it just, it boggles my mind. That's why I'm so thankful to be a Steeler fan. You know, it's not rocket science. You find a young coach who's smart, hard-nosed, really good communicator and uh, and understands yeah, personalities. Ex- or, or like Bruce Arians. You find and, and you just bring him in. Coach it's not hard. had good, a good history in the league. You know, a lot of these people recycle guys that have not performed well in the league, and they just yeah. bring them in because they're familiar. You know, like Tom Coughlin in, in Jacksonville, like you said. I mean, he was a good coach for 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 New York. Yeah, but as a general manager, terrible, terrible. Yeah, he's got, I, he's and, got a and, Phil Jackson. The only reason he was general hired, manager skills. Yeah, the only reason he was hired is because he's a familiar name. That's yeah. it. I mean, Bruce Arians, he's got a raw deal in in Arizona. I mean, he had a couple few good years down no, there. Well, he had a lot of good years in Arizona. Uh, but I mean, it was really hard. I mean, that, to, that hard team, to succeed there. Yeah, but that team never found the sort of success under any other coach except Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, yeah. really. I mean, he, he took him to the NFC Championship game. He yeah. took him to the play. He took him to the Super, fucking Super Bowl. To the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> you play to win the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Well, that is true. Uh, <laughs> you play to win the game. I love I love Herm Edwards. I wish he I wish he would come back. All right, Friday. Anything else to add about Le'Veon Bell? Nothing else. All right. Next up, this was some disappointing news, yes especially no. for Franny, yes I think, no. because this is one of his all-time quarterback <laughs> crushes. Dwayne Haskins Not is Dwayne going Haskins. to start over Alex Smith that's for the guy. Washington football team. Washington football team coach. Man, that's a mouthful. Ron Rivera announced Wednesday that Dwayne Haskins is the starter for week one against the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, at least that's good news. Yeah, they always play as tough. Yeah, Dwayne's lived up to everything we talked about in January, Rivera said, via Nick Jababavla of the Washington Post. That's good. That's good, Ben. Uh, yeah, that was, you've, been, you've been practicing. I've been trying to practice my pronunciations. Since taking over the Washington football team in January, Rivera has maintained that Haskin must win the starting gig from pre-draft dalliances to potential rookies during the NFL scouting combine to the trade for Kyle Allen to the repeated talk of Alex Smith joining a competition. Rivera never allowed Haskins to get comfortable. Most of the talk, particularly the insistence that Allen had a shot to unseat Haskins, seemed a ploy to motivate the second-year quarterback to kick the QB's off-field habits into gear and keep him on the edge. It appeared to work as we've only heard positives about Haskins' work ethic and taking to the new offensive scheme. As a rookies, as a rookie, Haskins had an up and down season, mostly down. down At times, down, his down, big down. arm wowed as he fired lasers to Terry McLaurin. <laughs> that wide receiver group well, didn't I mean, have Terry a good McLaurin year. Terry McLaurin is just fast, so yeah. if you throw the ball to him, I mean, he'll he'll get under it. Yeah, the receivers did play well last year, uh, and, uh, and other times he looked just like he was reading defense defenses, employed shoddy footwork, and took way too many sacks. Washington hopes he's smoothed out most of the bumps heading into year two. Franny, yeah. what say you? I think this just has more to do with the health of Alex Smith. I mean, especially after watching that E60 and the terrible shape that he yeah. was uh, after that 
that injury, which was, I mean, you, you, you really see the extent of the injury in that E60 and how bad it was and how he's even able to come back to football shape even now. I, I think it has more to do with Alex Smith's injury and not Haskins' uh, talent. I mean, Haskins, he didn't really show. I mean, when you're when you win your first game in the NFL and you're taking selfies on the sideline, you don't yep. want to see that with yep. your starting quarterback. That is just not a smart move from him. Um, but I, I think this really does have much more to do with the extent of the injury that Alex Smith suffered, you know, a few years back. That could be true. I mean, what, I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think this is a smart move? Do you think that they'll I think I think, finish I think out the so, season, or do you think he's going to go to Smith? Yeah, no, I, I just don't know. I don't know if Smith will ever play football again. I, I seriously well, don't know. He's going to be on the he's roster. There. He's going to be there. The, he's going to be on the on the on the final roster. He's there as as the as the backup. But you know, I, until I see him step foot on the football field and see how he performs. That injury was really bad, Ben. You have to watch that E60 and see where this guy is coming from. I yeah, mean, you know, I'd they, like to they watch took it. Muscle, I will watch it. I will watch it. They took muscle from other parts of his body. I mean, you know, I mean, his his leg looked like something you see in the meat section of the grocery store. I mean, it was really bad. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was terrible. Yeah, that's why I'd like I mean, to see him get a shot. Yeah, I, I would love to. Of course. I mean, Alex Smith, he's he hasn't done anything wrong in the league. It's just that. He was always playing ahead of that next guy, the up and comer. Yep. Uh, Haskins not the next up and comer. Yeah, I don't think he but is. But I think this is the point in his league now where even though Haskins is not the next up and comer, just because that injury is not going to be able to play at that level. Yeah, good I, luck I, with your sooner quarterbacks, folks. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see Alex get a start. I actually think he's probably going to be the starter within you know, four to six weeks going into the season. I just don't think Haskins has... The maturity yet to to lead this team. I don't know for I mean, an entire season, and if they Haskins, and, if, they're, and if, they're, if the rest of the team is playing well, which I expect that they mm-hmm. will, under uh, Del Rio and under Haskins or under uh, Rivera, especially on offense, I think they will be disciplined and they will be playing well on offense. So if he isn't able to to rise to the level that the rest of the team and those players are rising to, mm-hmm. I think I think they'll go to Smith probably before the the, the halfway point it's, of the season. Yeah, it's risky. It's risky. And they cut Adrian Peterson this week. Said he was blindsided by the move, and he's going. Said, to the, and he just said he wants to play till he's like forty five. He's something. going to the Eagles. Is he? No, no. But, but well, they did say that that was one, one of the prospects. Yeah, they, they, they're you know, perspective. They're teams. up there, but they're always up there when there's a running back available. They were up there with with, with uh, Leonard Fournette, Fournette. Yeah. Uh, just like the and that probably would have been a smart move for yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. But you know, he wants to go to uh, you know a championship caliber team. I'm not saying the Eagles are not, but when you got Tom Brady and that receiving core and that whole team built around him, man. That's yeah, scary I mean team. Peterson. I mean, he wouldn't be a bad pickup for for a team that has a bona fide, you know, what ben? starter. Steelers. I mean, it wouldn't be bad for the Steelers. Steelers. I mean, with 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 Connor, if he could stay, I mean, he's, he's still not gonna, a strong runner, not going to stay healthy, but he would certainly be a nice option. You know, tandem right to there in the spell backfield. James Connor. You know, get James Connor maybe twenty to twenty five carries, mm-hmm. probably closer to the twenty range. Maybe get Peterson five to seven carries a game. I actually think that wouldn't be a bad move yeah, and for I'm, the Pittsburgh, and they've done be it before with uh, what's his name. We saw their salary cap. Uh, D'Angelo Williams. They brought yeah. in. They bring. They brought in a, a bunch of guys at the end of their career to sort of be backups. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. No. I mean, I've I've been impressed with Peterson in in flashes. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. I mean, you know, obviously, he's, he's not the same kind of guy. Well, he's, but he's almost, you know, if if he's carrying the ball seven eight times, maybe ten, he can do it. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad. I mean, because Benny Snell, as no. much as I would like him to play well. You know, didn't He's show. Been disappointed. Didn't show the flashes we had hoped for last year. 
Uh, you know, we got Jalen Samuels back there as well. Hasn't really, you know, I think he's going into his third year. Probably not going to be the next James Conner, next Le'Veon Bell. So, uh, you know, I, I actually wouldn't mind to, to bring him in and be that, you know, D'Angelo Williams obviously has a lot more uh, lateral ability than than Peterson does now. Uh, I mean, Peterson's straight up the middle. I'm going to knock you over, run over you. And that's and Steeler football, cut. right? Yeah, and exactly. that is Steeler football. Exactly, exactly. And, and you don't, I mean, if, if Conrad can stay healthy and he's in there for, you know, a few snaps and gets the gets the ball, I think that'd be a good move for the Steelers if, if they can sign him. That'd, I think that'd be a great He's going to come cheap and there's not going to be a lot of buyers. No, he's not going he's, he's, he's to yeah. come expensive. That's for yeah. sure, Ben. And there's not going to be a lot of takers, probably. No. All right, Franny. Can we move on? Yes, we can. All right. <laughs> Next up. Cam Newton from the Nobody is Surprised Department. Cam Newton is named the starter and the most ridiculous uh, moniker in all of sports, named team captain since he's been there for, what, four months? He is obviously the team captain on the offense, which you might as well just name the quarterback. I would like to see a team name someone other than the quarterback as the team captain on offense, <laughs> as I don't think Cam Newton has earned the right to be the team captain in the last few months you that know. he's been there. Hauschka. But- yeah, but I mean, it's just the, the captain is like the, the, the most ridiculous moniker. It means something in some sports, but not in this one. Not in most sports, actually. Uh, but can't, well, it means something for the New York Yankees because they don't always have a captain, actually, on the New York Yankees. Someone has to earn oh, the right. The okay. last team captain was Derek watch, Jeter, and there hasn't been one since he retired, I, I don't think. don't watch that much baseball. But what do you think about Cam Newton being named the starter? That's not shocking. I mean, you know, we expected that. I mean, when you know, when he came on board, um, we expected him right away to be the starter week one um who do they have over there uh, uh what's his name it, it escapes it escapes me jared right stidham now. jared stidham yeah i mean I, you know auburn alum isn't he an actor uh yeah. <laughs> isn't jared he bald stidham. he's that he's that bald guy yeah, yeah it those, sounds like he should be oh, those, jared statham yeah, J- <laughs> or james statham the, those english movies or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i mean I, I i think it's going to be an interesting you know relationship I, I to watch throughout the season i mean he's used to you know you know Tom Brady. Uh, who did he have uh, before that? He had uh, Drew Bledsoe. He had who was it that that um, did Tom Brady replaced Bledsoe? He didn't replace yeah, Bledsoe, he did. did he? he did. But he hasn't had a lot of real big personalities. Well, he had, he had yeah. I mean Jimmy GQ was back there for a little bit too. I mean obviously Jimmy GQ didn't make much noise. Same thing with the Niners too. Yeah, that's uh, true. But yeah, I mean I, no, obviously I think everybody expected this once they picked up Cam Newton. No surprise there. All right. You want to move on? Let's move on. All right. We have a little dog barking in the background yeah. here. So Rosie, Rosie's Apologies. <laughs> Next up, we talked about this a little bit earlier. I didn't know if you wanted to mention anything else about Mitchell Trubisky being named the starter in Chicago over your beloved Nick Foles. I know yeah. we covered uh, this we did cover earlier, earlier I didn't, but I didn't, I didn't know if there was anything else you wanted to add. Uh, not really. I mean, I didn't realize that it was on the agenda right now because it's just kind of, uh, you know. Uh, it was... Uh, uh, organic. There, there's, there's, there's no actual storyline after that, but uh, you no, know, we, we did cover a little bit of it, and and you know, I think Mitchell Trubisky will be on a short leash uh, this year. I, I just think, like I said, Chicago doesn't want to admit to that huge mistake that they made a few years ago in the draft. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I, I know I said it earlier, but I mean, just it just shocks me that they're not willing to move on. And I mean, they will. Could, they will shortly. They well, will but it's shortly. such a competitive. I mean, it will be a competitive division, assuming that Detroit is 100 percent healthy. Mm-hmm. You've got Green Bay. You've got Minnesota. You've got Chicago. Uh, that is going to be a you know a competitive 
division mm-hmm. from top to bottom. So any loss early on in the season could put you potentially behind the eight ball in terms of making the playoffs. So you want to get every win you can get in that division with the teams that are in that division. And for Chicago to start Mitchell Trubisky, knowing what they've got out of him for the last three years, it just shocks me that they aren't going to go in a different direction. Why sign Nick Foles and pick up part of that contract if you're not going to start him? I mean, you, you could pick up Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph or, uh, you know, what's Josh Dobbs just got cut down yeah. down in the dirty, dirty. I mean, there are other I'm guys sure. you could pick up. Oh, I'm sure, you know, Nick Foles will see the field before the end of the season. You know, I, I think everybody feels that way. But, you know, Chicago is going to start Trubisky, see where things go. If they head south uh, very quickly, then, uh, you know, Foles is coming in. He's not going to have the same kind of success that he did when Wentz went down. Um, Never but, know. No, they're not. Uh, but, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> but uh, no, I, 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 you know, I'm sure I believe, and most most folks out there believe that Foles is the better option. But Trubisky will start just to save face for the Chicago Bears organization. All right, Mitchell. Just protect yourself at all time. Because you're in trouble, buddy. All right, Franny. That's it for the NFL news. Uh, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Yes, we want to thank you all, all of our new listeners, as well as our listeners that have been with us since the beginning or for a long period of time. We want to thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening tonight, tomorrow, in your car, whenever you're listening to this show, please consider heading to our website, thirstinggold.busprout.com, or search Thurston Gold Podcast on the web, and please subscribe, rate, and review our show. It's really, really important, folks, that you leave a rating and a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Front of where is it? It's on the top right. In Apple Podcasts, you said? I'm sure it is. Somewhere. somewhere you know me, app- man. I don't, I don't listen to a, lot, to a ton of podcasts. That is true. Yeah. But find that rating button. Even find that review button. And please help us out. Uh, we have a little bit of a homework assignment for you guys this week. Oh. Uh, by next Saturday, please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person that you know about our show and get it into their podcatcher on their phone or on their computer. That's your homework assignment. We would truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our tag team news, our Thurston Goal news, my Eagles, Ben, your Steelers, and Sonia Seahawks. All right, hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with the tag team news. All right, and we are back with our tag team news. Your Ste- your Eagles, my <laughs> Steelers, and Sonia Seahawks. Who do you want to take first, Ronnie? Well, it looks like you have the Eagles first up. On Always the docket, first in my heart. Now, I don't know about that. Not every week. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. The Eagles injury woes continue. Oh my God. Jalen Rieger opened up camp buzzing around the field, causing hype about what the rookie receiver could bring to the Philadelphia Eagles offense, and that plan could be on hold to start the season. Kevin Patra of NFL.com reports, the first-round pick exited practice last week with a big shoulder injury. NFL insider Ian Rapport again uh, on Monday on Good Morning Football that uh, reported that Rieger dislocated his shoulder and is expected to miss at at least a couple of weeks of the season. 
No surgery is needed, allegedly, and a firm timeline timeline for his recovery is not yet in place. But Rieger could miss the season opener, which kicks off on September 13th against the Washington football team. And Wentz, Carson, missed <laughs> practice. Is there, another, is there another Wentz out there? Yeah, Wentz, like, comma, Carson. <laughs> missed uh, most of this week at practice. Uh, due to, I think it was a calf injury or a lower extremity injury as well. I, mean, I heard it was, a, it was like a hand. Oh, was it a hand? I, I, I'm not, I'm, I, you know, I'm just speculating from just, you know, reports that I saw. But it seems like it's just constant with the Eagles. I mean, they I just, just can't get on you, gotta, the field. you can't hold your breath waiting for an Eagle. If you want, actually, you can hold your breath waiting for an Eagles injury because you won't asphyxiate yourself because it's certainly going to happen within the next happen. five minutes. It will happen, and it seems to be happening way too often. I mean, last week it was Andre Dillard. Weeks before that, it was Brandon Brooks. Now Jalen Ragor coming down with an injury, and then obviously Carson Wentz. But, you know, Carson Wentz I'm not too worried about. I think it was just a minor injury. They're just, you know, playing it safe just with, with his history of injury. They don't want to aggravate any, anything, um, but I mean, this is it's it's uh, it's tough as an Eagles fan, especially with the last two seasons. The way um, you know we've just dealt with you know injuries every single week. I mean, last week we had, I mean, last week last season we had almost you know no wide no starting wide receivers left. Uh, you know, we were on our second and no third DBs string practice squad guys. I mean, you know, pulling guys out of the Wawa. I mean, it was just Boston you know, Scott. It, I mean, Boston Scott. Obviously, I mean, you find you sometimes you find these diamonds in the rough. Sometimes it's a blessing in disguise when you have an injury. And you the find receiver. these sorts of guys. Yes, uh, I can't remember his name. Ward. Um, uh, Greg but, Ward. You know, Greg Ward. You know, obviously, probably wouldn't have found any playing time if nobody got injured. Uh, now he looks like he, you know, may be a starter, but you don't want to find starters that way. You want to play with the <laughs> starters that you have on the field to begin the season. And it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those nagging things that have just been bothering the Eagles for, for a long you know, time. Yeah, you know, th- especially three seasons now. Um, you know, we just can't get away from the injury bug. It just keeps on biting us in the ass, and it's really, really annoying. Yeah, I mean it just keeps I feel like it happens, you know, in the off season, during the season. I mean it's it just there's no Yeah, I mean you got guys getting no knocked safe, out in the bar. There's no safe <laughs> period. Yeah, know? exactly. You got I mean you got Dallas Goddard almost suffering know, a concussion uh, in whatever, Iowa or North Dakota. Yeah, I don't even know where the, where the fuck he was. you went, but and I mean it's like there's no safe month. No. If you're an Eagle player. Not February, March, April, when you think they would be pretty safe. Uh but still even then there are injuries that happen. So I mean I, I just hope so I'm really excited about this kid. I'm always excited about uh, young wide receivers and their potential yeah, first, upside first round in the pick, league. You know? you know, but but it's just when will it end for the Eagles? It seems like never. It seems like year after year injuries during the game, preseason practice. I mean, you're gonna pretty soon we're gonna have practice squad guys getting injured, and we're not gonna have anybody to yeah, start all sixteen. The game. Eagles you report know? all sixteen Doug, practice squad players. You know, Doug Peterson you know, is gonna go in there derailed. and start his quarterback. You know, he's like, "Fuck, we got no more, more, no more quarterbacks." I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting. I'm suiting up. But it is. It seems like it happens week after week. Yeah, it is. It is annoying. Month ben. after month. All right. Next up, you want to take the Seahawks or the Steelers? Let's take the Seahawks. All right. It's a sad week for the Steelers. Not only did they sign Paul Richardson and then oh, cut Seahawks Paul. Steelers? Ri- Seahawks oh, Steelers. Or, sorry. Seahawks. 
Uh, Steelers <laughs> added another receiver this week. Well, I think you're, Sonia, you're, you're Sonia came outside. Sonia you're came outside. So I was now. like, I got Seahawks on the brain. Yeah, no, well, Seahawks is next up on the agenda. You, you have it as a bulletin right there, Ben. So let's start with Seahawks. All right, we'll do the and Seahawks. Shaquem Griffin. That way you're not you're not flipping through the pages. Actually, you're not because it's on one page. Yeah, one page. So let me let me uh, Seahawks. Let me just back up. I'll back up. Yeah, it's rewind. Uh, it was a sad week for the Seahawks. They signed Paul Richardson. Cut Paul Richardson. Uh, but sadly, Shaquem Griffin, uh, who, a- who overcame uh, having his left hand amputated as a child to make it to the NFL, has been released. According to Michael Sean Duger of The Athletic, Griffin will now go on waivers where the other 31 teams will have the opportunity to claim him. If he clears waivers, he could end up back on the practice squad in Seattle. Griffin's twin brother, Sa- Shaquille, or Shaquille uh, remains on the Seahawks roster. I didn't pronounce that correctly or Shaquem uh, Shaquem <laughs> Shaquem or Shaquille <laughs> yeah, is that right did I get that right uh, now no, you right. did Ben now you did right. uh, yeah. but, but really a feel good story yeah, guy no, makes gonna... the NFL missing uh, missing one of his hands and he's mm-hmm. fine I think he played for three seasons Sonia's out here now I can't tell you exactly how many seasons yeah, he was Sonia's on the team Sonia's pouting too Sonia seems very sad about it I'm sure a lot of Seahawks fans are sad about it um, because you know it is it is one of those feel good stories Ben I mean this is something that you usually would talk about in your feel good stories somebody um, that you know, gets into the league. He had his hand amputated as a child, but I mean, you know, to be able just to make it into the NFL um, with that sort of a handicap, that's, that is amazing. That is amazing in and of itself. And to be able to be on the practice squad, even I think that would be great for him. And there's always that potential to make it back on the squad, just like so many Eagles players did last year. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I wish him well. I hope he, I hope he lands somewhere where he can help a team and you know because i know he, he he practices hard he studies hard and he plays really well no. when I mean, he has the, he heart, has the chance to play uh next up for the seattle seahawks is the breaking news all right this is big news for your seattle seahawks on Josh Gordon is back in Seattle. The receiver's agent confirmed Thursday that Gordon is signed it's with the man. Seahawks. <laughs> NFL insider Ian Rappaport, again, you're not an insider, reported that Gordon got a one-year deal with some upside to get him over $1 million. The veteran, I mean, a cheap deal. The veteran wideout still awaits reinstatement after he was suspended indefinitely, indefinitely by the league last December, but he is a playmaker. He is a playmaker to end all playmakers when he's on. So, Frane, what say you about Josh Gordon back uh, in Seattle? No, I mean, it's, it's definitely a great move for Seattle. If only Josh Gordon can stay on this team, finally, what he was in New England. Was he with the Raiders? Where, where, where else did he for play? For a was, second, I think. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember exactly where else he was, but it seems like trouble always finds Josh Gordon. Mm. But when he's on the field, he is definitely, mean, he's a huge target. He's got, you know, he's got good hands. Uh, but, you know, the Seahawks, it's always great when they can get some help in the receiving core. Um, you know, they, 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 I mean, well, they have some pretty decent players lock there right now. Metcalf. They lock in Metcalf as well. I mean, and you, you could throw Josh Gordon there. I mean, Josh Gordon, hey, why not line this guy up as a tight end? I mean, he's got size, uh, and they're lacking in that department right now. Uh, but definitely a, a a good signing for the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, and again, it, the suspension was self-inflicted. He mm-hmm. didn't involve a third party. You know, it's, it's not like he was, you know, engaging in violent behavior or problematic behavior where he put another human being at risk. This is sort of self, no. you know, self defeating behavior that he's engaged in. Antonio Brown, no. like crap that close. gets him in trouble. I Man, Antonio Brown goes out and he does assault people, whereas Josh Gordon, 
he he, enjoy, he enjoys the the occasional joint every now yeah. and then. And and in Seattle, that's the perfect that that liberal yeah. city. You can definitely you know get away uh, with it exactly. Or here in, in California, exactly. wherever, or Colorado. But this is a testament to to Pete Carroll. I mean, this is where Josh Gordon wanted to play. He signed a contract. He'll probably get it reinstated, uh, you know, at some point after the the early part of the season. And I, I think it's a really smart move. He didn't play as well as he could have last year, but he showed flashes at oh, no. times. He always does. And I mean, with Metcalf and Lockett and Gordon, mm-hmm. maybe Russ can cook. Oh, he always does, but with better ingredients. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, maybe they, you know they can let him put more than one pot on the stove at a time. Instead of one pot of wide receivers and three pots of running backs, yeah, but there's 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 always that one, um, you know that that those those little flames on the grill on on, on, yeah. on the oven, like, the side on, burner, on the, on the side the little side burner, yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe it's a larger side burner now. You know, yeah, like you got Josh Gordon out there, you just throw it out there. I hope so. Yeah. All right, Franny. Next up, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers add another receiver for Big Ben Roethlisberger. The Pittsburgh Steelers added former Penn State wide receiver to their roster for the second time in three days, announcing the signing of DeAndre Tompkins on Sunday. Tompkins left Penn State tied for fourth in school history with two punt return touchdowns and 21st in career receiving yards. The 5'11", 188-pound Tompkins signed with the Philadelphia Eagles as an undrafted free agent. That's why I want to put him on the agenda last year, but was cut at the end of training camp. Tompkins was then drafted by the D.C. Defenders of the XFL. He had seven catches and a touchdown in four games before the league was shut down because of the coronavirus pandemic. But I love these flyers. I think, you know, Penn State, when he played there, the Penn State didn't have the greatest record when he played there. But he's got a huge upside. He's got decent size and decent speed. So I'm hoping that with Deontay Johnson. He's not the biggest guy. No, he's not the biggest guy. But with Deontay Johnson... And uh, Juju Smith-Schuster out there. I think this guy could be a, potentially a nice addition mm-hmm. with uh, with, ja- with James Washington. Be a great with James Washington, squad. I just um, I I trust the Steelers when they go out and get receivers. That is true. That is true, Ben. Uh, you know, I I have not heard of this guy, even though he was with the Eagles. I that's a new name to me. Oh, for but sure. I, but I, I wish him all the best, of course. Yeah, and I hope I hope the Steelers get a nice recipe. Uh, together because we can win that division and we can go on to potentially compete for the AFC title this year, I think. Franny, can we move on? Let's move on, Ben. All right. (laughs) What's next up on the big board? Uh, Next up on the big board, Ben, is the feel-good story of the week. You continue to find these week after week. Yeah, and this week, I think we have a good feel-good story. Not that we don't have a feel good, good, good feel good story every week, but this is Jalen Ramsey. They've been really good the last few weeks. Yeah, man. I've actually been. I mean, even though I don't listen to most of it. Yeah, Franny's about I to put his very, feet up and go on Instagram it, 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 for the next five minutes. No, I, I did, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Jalen Ramsey, oft maligned cornerback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then the. L.A. Rams is from Asheville, Tennessee. National Football League star, cornerback, and Nashville native Jalen Ramsey has donated one 
million to a local school to help underprivileged children and help level the playing field. In a statement released by Ramsey, shared by the Athletes First Agency, the former Ensworth High School standout turned NFL star cornerback announced a donation to Purpose Preparatory Academy in Nashville. The school is recognized for its academic performance and work with economically disadvantaged students. The school touts being in the top 5% in the state for academic performance. Ramsey released the following statement on the donation. I choose to support Purpose Prep because it is important for every child to have the opportunity to receive a great education and the Purpose Prep program are designed for underprivileged children in my hometown to have access to those services. I believe in its mission and want to help level the playing field since a solid elementary school education is the foundation to a successful future. Uh, Ramsey is currently a corner for the L.A. Rams after spending his first few seasons with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and nobody can blame him for that. Mm-hmm, Ronnie, mm-hmm. what say you about our feel-good story? I feel good, Ben. It <laughs> makes me it makes me feel good inside, Ben. That, that was a very good story. And Jalen Ramsey, obviously, he's he's a great corner in the NFL, and and you know for him to go out and help the the community and the purpose prep program say that 10 times fast yeah, right there it was hard yeah, sorry about your ears purpose, out there programmer design that was pretty good I was, I was impressed with that Ben especially after the few shots that we had for yeah. punishment uh, but no very good for Jalen Ramsey yeah agreed I mean if there's one thing we can all agree on I think it's that every child no matter where you are in this country or in the world should all have the same access to succeed as a child through school as everyone else and million, I think bucks that's nothing to sneeze at yeah I mean, that's that's a that's a good chunk of change right there yeah and he's I mean he's, he's, he's a decent paid yeah, corner but he's good, not he's not making good tax right you now. know <laughs> Patrick Mahomes to Sean Watson kind of money uh, so a million dollars he's made some decent money. yeah but it's make uh, more. good for you and we're really yeah, really sure. thankful and especially I love it when these guys go back to their hometowns especially when they're smaller locations that are you know, less well-funded and, and make donations to their yeah, to their hometowns sure. and don't forget where they came from. Something is biting me on my neck. It looks like We're a mosquito. Actually, probably. Yes, we it's have crazy. some skeeters out here in California. <laughs> is that what they call them on the East Coast or what? <laughs> I think that's where they call them down in, in Asheville, Tennessee. They're called skeeters. skeeters. Okay. All right. <laughs> Never heard that before. <laughs> All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. It's our drinking portion of the Ooh, show. And we made it an hour and 28 minutes. Now we have that's a actually, good chunk of time to get through our drinking portion. That's a amount of time right there. Usually we, we leave ourselves a little short for the drinking portion. But we have our shot of the week, which is inspired by the Labor Day holiday. Uh, so Monday, we're off. Ben, you're off. I am. I'm off. I am. The majority of folks are off. It's a holiday here in the U.S., and uh, we don't really have a name, Ben. Let's, these are a couple of names that Sonia suggested for a shot of the week, and we always have a red, white, and blue shot for our Labor Day shot. This is our third, I believe. No, no, maybe our second. We've had a few Fourth of July ones. We've had a few yeah, other Yeah, we ones. had Fourth of July, Labor Day, Memorial Day. So these are just a few name options, Ben. Which one oh, do you agree with? Okay, so uh, Sonia... Um, is still on the podcast, <laughs> and these are some of the suggestions that she made for a shot of the week. We have the Lay Blue Day shot. It's a red, white, blue shot. The Lay Blue Day. Lay Blue Day. Lay Blue. Lay Blue Day. Lay Blue Day. Put it in my pocket. Ooblady, ooblada. Life goes <laughs> on. Life goes on. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, uh, All right. Next. Next option. American Dream shot. Not bad. Not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Yeah. And then the Blue Monday. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's between Blue Monday and American Dream. Uh, and the only reason I say Blue Monday is because, well, it's, it's a it's, holiday. No one's going to really be doing anything unless you want to get your power cut off by Mayor Eric Garcetti. Shut. If you have a big party in Los Angeles and they get wind of it, you may not have any electricity. So no one's going to be partying. Overreach there, but uh, yeah, a little <laughs> bit of an overreach. Uh, well, that house was like that was like their tenth party. That's that's they rented out for that sort of thing. I mean, that's you know you can't go to clubs, you can't go to bars. Rent out a house and and have a party. That's that's the next step. You know what are they going to cut? If they cut down the cut out the park, they're going to find something else. Go to a park or yeah, something. And, you know? and the irony is like if it was like an adult, I probably wouldn't have had a problem with I, it. But because it was these like Instagram influencers, I'm like yeah, I don't care what bad thing yeah, happens to you. Yeah, no, influencers. It's a like, thing. that's not. A, I mean, like I don't really care what happens to yeah, you. Yeah, it, it's an influencer. I mean, that, that's actually a job title yeah. now. An influencer. That's how pathetic our youth are, that they just follow a 23-year-old who drives around in a golf cart on, <laughs> on, on his that... property, you know, doing his hair or whatever they do. It's, it's, it, uh, it know, is what it is. I'm not going to insult influencers yeah, out no, there. No, no. If, if they're an influencer, listen to us. Thank you for listening to us, yes. influencer. And thank you for that, influencing our podcast yeah, by letting your friends post know it. about you it. post it. Yeah, you know what? Good for you. Good yeah, for if you. you're going to have a party with hundreds of people in Homely Hills, can you at least play the Thirsting Gold podcast for part of the part of the party? Yeah, or the intro, maybe yeah, the intro or just something. Play the yeah. intro. People can dance to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. Let's go with uh, Blue Monday. Uh, what do you think? I, well, how would you rank those? One, two, three. You know, actually, I I didn't mind Lay Blue Day. Lay <laughs> Blue Day. I can't pronounce it. That's the, that's my issue with it. How do you how do you pronounce it? Lay Blue Day. Or how do you uh, how do you spell it? L A, uh, in parentheses Y, <laughs> blue day. All right, we can go with yeah, that. That's fine with me. Okay. I wasn't wedded to any of them, la- la- so la- I, we la- can la- go la- with Le Blue Day. Le Blue Day. It's a sort of a. F- it sounds French. Le Blue Day. Uh, that's true. That that also does sound okay. Okay. Let, let's go with. Um, well, French uh, is okay. American Dream. Let's go with American Dream. American Dream. All right. Let's do American Dream. Very All patriotic. Right. America, very patriotic. So uh, the shot tonight is a red, white, and blue concoction, and it is similar to a shot that we had mm, probably months back. Uh, it's almost like a bomb shot. Uh, where there is an inverted shot glass inside of a regular-sized glass, and uh, it was concocted with UV blue raspberry vodka uh, with some blue curacao in the shot glass itself. That's what makes it blue. And uh, in the glass itself, where it is sort of um, drowned inside of, uh, we have a little bit of vodka because I I completely, it was my mistake. It was my fault. I went to... um, Total, uh, wine. total wine and total wine and more, which is my favorite Our store local in the world. Liquor establishment, and uh, yeah, I, I completely forgot to buy margarita mix over there, and so we mixed up a little bit of vodka and a little bit of coffee creamer uh, to give it that sort of white consistency, to give it that white color. Oh, so I need and French vanilla, the coffee French creamer? vanilla. All right, okay. And then on the bottom uh, we have grenadine. Maybe so, better. Yeah, so <laughs> we have the red. With the grenadine, the white is that coffee cream vodka, and then the blue is the blue curacao and the blue UV vodka, uh, well, blue raspberry vodka, and so it looks very beautiful. I don't have it on the table right now, but I'm going to grab it from the fridge, but you can find the pics on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. Yeah, this should be an interesting one, so hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back. We're really looking forward to this one. Uh, 
All right, we are back with our shot on the table. I just grabbed it from the fridge. It's Ooh, not it's out cold, here finally. in the 90-degree heat. That Something is cold. At 11 o'clock at night, Ben, it is still 90 degrees outside. Oh, it ticked down to 89. 89 degrees, Ben. Uh, but these shots are nice and cold. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, we had the inverted shot in the regular. Um, it was almost like a like a wine, eh, similar to like a wine glass without the little, yeah, the, the stimulus. little neck. Yeah, stimulus wine glass. Um, so I just, you know, I, I pulled out the blue portion. This is basically what was inside. I poured it into two separate, you know, shot glasses for us, Ben. So now it's not the red, white, and blue. Now it's more of a light blue-looking concoction with... Um, there, there is some coagulated uh, coffee creamer in there <laughs> as well since... I forgot the margarita mix this time around, but uh, the pictures look pretty. Let's see how it actually tastes, though. I mean, it's very blue. The, I mean, the, the, the color is super nice. Yeah, it is. It is actually a nice, nice uh, sky blue color. I mean, it looks like what you would want to look up and see in the sky on Labor Day <laughs> as you drink an American beer. Well, cheers to you, Ben. Let's. Uh, you, look, these- you look a little scared. Uh, I mean, I, I expect it to be sweet. Uh, the blue curacao, the the that that French cream uh coffee creamer, yeah. Uh, too, uh, or the French vanilla coffee French creamer, vanilla, yeah. Uh, that you know that that is probably gonna add some sweetness to it. So let's let's give it a shot. Let's see how it tastes. All right. show it to, tastes well, let's do it. The margarita mix. No tahini on this one. Not All on right. this one. No. Wow. Very sweet. Ah, Robitussin. <laughs> it actually, it tastes a little bit like cough medicine. A little bit. A little bit. Actually, it does. It does sort of taste like, you know, the 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 Vicks. Uh, the liquid. Nyquil, yeah, the liquid know? that you buy. Yeah. Yeah, except it's cold, and it's, this it's, one has a little more. It's good. A little more alcohol, um, but. Too sweet though. Maybe 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 a little too sweet with this one. A little Cholula, a little tahini. Well, I mean, we can't do that every week, Ben. We, well, can't we have haven't a, done it for three weeks now. Uh, <laughs> are you counting? Are you counting? I don't know how far I removed. Look, I always uh, look forward to it. I'm like, I, I don't know I how far removed we are from a, a tahini Cholula shot. I'm just gonna ask Ronnie to make me two shots every week, and then one I'll next, just put, I'll just put Cholula in the one that I the second next one. Next week, I know <laughs> what to put together. Uh, you know, maybe a jalapeno in there along with the Cholula. Ooh. Love, anyway, yeah, wow. We haven't had that in a while. We still have some of the mango. Uh, is it the mango mix in there? I think so. Some it, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something good uh, next weekend to uh, to kick off the new season of football. Um, but this one, a little too sweet for my liking. Yeah, I mean, that might be the way to turn get me away from begging for Cholula and <laughs> hot sauce and tahini is just to make it so hot and so disgusting that I'll never ask for it again. Yeah, maybe we can we, we can use a little bit of the uh, absolute papar. Oh, actually that might be good. I, I don't I don't know if I've ever had it on its own, so I'm not sure exactly how papar it is. <laughs> Or if it's just... Well, you can take a shot right now if you want. Ugh, it's a shot of yeah, vodka. No, not Ugh. really. Yeah, vodka makes me stupid. Yeah, not if I want to get through the rest of this podcast. Uh, but <laughs> Friday, on our rating goal, our thirsty goal, rating scale of shots, beers, and browns, mm-hmm. where would you put this on a scale of zero to ten? Uh, you know, this one I would say is bad, just about a five. Too sweet. Too sweet, above average, but not great. Yeah, I think I'd give it about a six. Mm-hmm. Because I did like the sort of Robitussin-y uh, NyQuil flavor that it had mm-hmm. and a little bit of the sweetness and the tang from the 
That blue curacao, which I always like, so I, I'd give it a six. Yeah, blue curacao is some, it's, it's it's good, delicious. I yeah, mean, blue curacao is pretty good, and it makes That's every it. single shot very pretty. Yeah, like uh, every tipsy bartender shot, it's like you start with the blue curacao. I don't think he has <laughs> that. <laughs> no, it's not. See, I can't. I can't. I can't. But I feel like there's that blue curacao is in a lot I'm of the sure shots where the accent that they is do. from. Well, how <laughs> would you? How would you? How, if he says blue curacao, how would you say it? Uh, I have to get into character first. You know, I have to get into character. Um. Yeah, I'm not, he has he has a very distinct and unique accent. It's not easy to do a a a, a Caribbean sort of that's accent. true. Yeah, as you can uh, see. Let's let's sexify the shot. I, I I can't I can't do it like he does. I mean that guy, he's whatever, awesome. Yeah, what what I mean they have so many shots on Tipsy Bartender. Obviously, this is a, a Labor Day shot, but you know I, I I like most of my shots. I find them on Tipsy Bartender, but this one is a little different because I didn't have one of the ingredients, so we improvised. Yeah, I mean, I can't yeah. even pronounce Shaquem and Shaquille Griffin, <laughs> so I cannot be trusted to <laughs> do accents on Shaquem? the show. Shaquem? <laughs> no, Shaquem. Sadi was over there like, hmm, that was not right. <laughs> yeah, just like Shaquille. Yeah, Shaquille. Shaquille. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> played for the Magic, also played for the Lakers for a yeah. minute. Now he has a lot of television no, shows. No, no, no cares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Friday. That was a really good shot. And, was, and just so you folks decent, decent know... Shot. Uh, Friday does this every single week. He puts together a new shot, a signature Thursday goal shot for us every single week. So if you are out there leaving comments, ratings, and reviews on our podcast, please give Friday a shout out for doing that every single week. It's not easy. He has to get the ingredients. He has to put it together. He has to study it. It's pretty easy. You know, it's much like a much like a science chemistry experiment in yeah. in our kitchen like every Saturday bubbling, night. Yeah, little bubbling beakers of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's exactly how it looks. So I mean, yeah, give him so credit much. because he does this every not even single week. Close. <laughs> Thanks, Ben, though, for for giving me that much credit. All right, what's next up on the big board, Funny? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week, our brown of the week. Every week we do uh, sample a new um, whiskey or a scotch or um, a you know, rye. rye whiskey. Um, that's pretty much it. We, we, bourbon, we, scot- yeah, you know, bourbon we're, scotch, you know, bourbon scotch, that whiskey uh, family right there. And tonight, we ben, even we tried actually, some Irish whiskey, some American some, whiskey. Yeah, I mean, the Irish, the Irish ones were never. We a big were never fan a big fan of, fan of any of those. Kind of stray away from the Irish ones, but tonight we have another Glenlivet offering. Ben, we have the Glenlivet Founders Reserve. Ooh. We've been such huge, huge fans of their other offerings. I mean, the twelve year, which is an excellent beginner scotch. You know, it's about twenty five bucks. So if you want to just sip on a nice scotch for twenty five bucks for something really cheap, the twelve year is really good. The fourteen, we were huge fans of too. Oh yeah. Uh, the 15, you know, the 14 and the 15, I'm not sure which one I prefer more. We've had the 18. We've, uh, what else have we tried? We, I'm not sure if there's any other ones that we've tried, but I you think know, we, we just kind of went, we went to sort of try the whole family, uh, uh, of scotches that Glenn Livet offers. And tonight we have the Founders Reserve, which is, you know, about a, a $30 offering, 31, 32 bucks, wherever you can find it, but it's around there, Ben. I'm sure you have some more information for us. I do. This is the beautiful, beautiful Glenn Levitt. Up, 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 up. Actually, I lost the Glenn oh, Levitt. Lost it. I lost the Glenn Levitt website. Should we pause? Yeah, let's pause right, and we'll, pause real we'll quick get so we it back to you. Up. We'll be right back in about two shakes.
All right, and we shook it twice, Ben. Whatever that means, I'm not sure. I love throwing around these idioms that 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 only someone in my age cohort would know. Friday just looks at me like two shakes. What the hell are you talking about? Well, we're back though, and and we found the website, Ben, and you have some information. For I do. Us. I closed it by accident earlier. Uh, this is the Founders Reserve from the Glen Levitt. This is boasting the classic flavors of the Glen Levitt, bound up in a creamy, smooth texture this expression is their tribute to the one who started it all the color is a pale gold the cask is traditional oak an american first fill which i love by the way uh, the flavor is creamy sweetness and zesty fruits the finish is long creamy and smooth on the nose citrus fruit which finally will find and sweet orange i usually find the raisin and the peanut man. yeah the raisin the peanut and the then the stone fruit that's what I'm smelling right now. Yeah. The zesty orange on the palate with pear, toffee, and apples. And the food pairing is light dishes of salmon. Interesting. Hmm. I think you could probably pair it with a lot more. Uh, but, yeah, so this is essentially, I think this is probably a 12-year. I don't know. Sure. It doesn't have an age profile to it. Um, I would I would guess it's somewhere around there. But they, I think it sounds like they took their their signature Glen Levitt and uh, tweaked it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just looking at the color, it I mean, it looks a lot like the twelve. I mean, it looks like a, it's a it's a pale gold color, uh, just like they mentioned actually right there. I mean, it's it is beautiful, and I mean, it's not as light. It is, as, be- it, it is beautiful. It's not as light. It is, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 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 Uh, me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, but but it's pretty interesting though. That's how Dak Prescott would drink th- it. This, the color. I didn't do take it, the bait. No, I mean the, the color though. Is it's 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 light, but the that Ardbeg that we had a few weeks ago it was so light with with the flavor. Oh, I mean, the wee beastie. With the sort of flavor that you get from that, you would expect a darker, you know, sort of color. Whereas you know you would expect maybe something more like this for the Ardbeg. Yeah, and then maybe this, like the Ardbeg color, like that light, almost pale, yeah, almost water-like color, yeah, because you're just you're getting that that intense flavor. So this is pretty interesting that this is a little bit darker and that one is a little bit lighter, but you're getting that completely different flavor from each. Yeah, and even the Caribbean Reserve we had from Glenlivet had that darker yeah. color, but it yeah. didn't necessarily have the it flavor did, to match it didn't the color. Translate. I mean, you look at the color, you expect a certain flavor. That's why it's but nice. It doesn't, it doesn't translate with the scotches. Yeah, you can give the art bag to. I mean, here, taste this. Look, it's light. It yeah, it there's sense. nothing to it. I mean, it's a piece of cake. Just here, try it. this. Bam. And then they Flavor. did the wee beastie, and they're like, oh, oh, okay. But a great offering. Because even the because even the peat monster that you had that we yeah. got from also what company very, was that? Uh, Compass box. Compass yeah, I mean, box. That, that that was um, a little bit darker. Well, slightly, but not much. I mean, also very light, very pale. Uh, in, in, in color. I mean, you expect something darker with that sort of flavor yeah. that you get through it. And we brought out, we brought a new bottle of Port Charlotte, the Oh, yeah, the man. You got the, that's, that's definitely your post-production yeah. scotch. That's another highly recommended. For at least a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope it's more than a few. Uh, but this is, I mean, the color down. is beautiful. Yeah, no, the color is very nice. And, uh, you know, on, on the notes that I'm getting is, is uh, you know, that I'm getting the, it's almost like a pear plum. I'm uh, not getting too much of the citrusy notes. So there's a bit of a... I do. I get the orange. There's it's almost like a, a blood orange. There's like a sweetness to it. There's definitely a sweetness. It's got a nice, sweet, sort of sort of blood orange, uh, tangerine, not an orange orange, but more like a tangerine or a blood orange. It's got a little yeah, bit more a, of that 
I'm getting a little bit of like a a, a a sweet apple to it as well. I mean, it's got a nice fruit, but it also it's is almost harsh. like the skin of a blood orange. Uh, I'm trying to stay away from the harshness of it, but if you really inhale it, you it really burns your nostrils. Oh, it gets on this what's one, the yeah. what's the proof on it? Uh, this one, you know what? Um, well, here's the bottle right in front. The of one thing the they don't have on the website, and it is it's forty percent. So it's forty percent. So it's you know you know typical Scotch strength, um, but. You could definitely it, it it's it's it hits you in the nostrils. I mean, if if you let it linger, it definitely does hit you in the nostrils. Um, that's not something I usually get with a twelve or even that fourteen that we had. That was almost like a cognac. Another thing that we tried on the show is cognacs. I completely forgot the cognacs. We don't do too many of those, but that fourteen was like a very and you like sweet. Them. Oh, I do. Oh yeah, it's a little spirity. But cheers to you, Ben. Let's see what uh, how this thing tastes. Uh, everything from Glenn Levitt has been so far so either. Good. Really good. But, I mean, or like, if, just if good. you look at the ratings, I mean, before we taste it, um, the ratings. I mean, you, there's it's all over the place. Yeah, I, mean, it's, it's, I saw three stars. I saw two, five three, stars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's kind of all over the place. So I I think people are sort of basing the flavor off of the price because it's a little bit more than the twelve. It's about six or seven dollars more than the twelve. Let's see if it's any better than the twelve. So you think their expectations I are a little so. bit higher, so they're undervaluing I, it. I think so. Oh, it smells nice. Oh, that's really nice. Actually, has a nice has nice. I mean, that, the creaminess, I mean, it's got a nice creamy palate on there. That I mean, the cream really hits you. It really coats the mouth. Nice little spice, but not too pronounced. Unlike that, has a little bit of spice on the finish, but it really coats your mouth. Unlike the twelve year, the twelve year is just a very smooth sipper. This one actually coats your mouth, and you get a lot of. I'm getting honey and sweetness, vanilla. Um, it's almost like a pastry, you know. I mean, it's like it's it's that sort of sweetness that you're getting from it. Hmm. I mean, the oak. I mean, the American oak casks are. Has, has you can, nice, I can I can taste it. That nice spiciness on the finish, though. You actually, and, but it's and not it's, crazy, and it's much smoother than I expected it to be on the nostrils. It's it it it, it burns a little bit, but then not when you too sip much. it down. It goes down fairly smooth, a little bit of burn, that bit of uh, spice, but there's some nice <laughs> Zero reviews on the Glenn Levitt yeah. website. <laughs> My guess is they deleted we should them be, all. We should be there first. <laughs> they probably um, deleted them all. Yeah, but I, actually, you know, for 30 bucks, I mean, I, this is, for me, this is a, this is a nice offering from Glenn Levitt. Mm. The creaminess is there. I mean, it's got a complexity to it. I mean, it's not crazy complex, but it's got mm. enough unique characteristics that I would probably want this on vacation. And obviously, sitting outside late at night. It's been outside the whole night. You know, we've left it out here. This it is, is a warm deck scotch. Um, I, you know, if it was slightly chilled to about room temperature, I think it'd be a little bit better. You don't keep we're, your rooms we're, at we're, 97 <laughs> degrees? Not usually. Not usually. Uh, but it is a very warm scotch, but. I, I do, I like it. Now, if I had an option to save a few bucks, <laughs> you know, if I really wanted to save $7 or so and, and go with the 12-year, the 12-year is also a very good offering from Glenlivet. Or if you want to spend even $5 more and get the Caribbean Reserve, if you prefer a little bit more sweetness, you can go ahead and do that as well. But, um, you know, another another good offering from Glenlivet. So, I mean, just, just uh, 
another, you know, option for folks out there that are looking for something maybe a little different from the 12 year. I, I mean, I think I prefer it to the 12 year. I, mean, I, I like the creaminess. I, like, I, mean, I really it's, it's do creamy. like. I mean, the color matches the flavor. That mouth coating yeah. that you get. And you then, know. then the spice, it's a little and different. The spice, too. It's, it is more spicy. It has maybe just a, a, a little slight, just a slight bit of harshness on the finish, yeah. too, which is enjoyable. Um, so it's, it's, it's doesn't go down as easily, but, uh, I, I, I kind of do enjoy just a little bit of harshness on the finish. Yeah. I mean, I, I think probably it's not going to be one that a lot of folks are familiar with if they're into more traditional scotches. Well, the double oak, I forgot we tried the double, yeah, the oak, double oak as well. That's, that's one that I forgot. So we've tried. That was probably my second. This, this, is, this is probably my favorite so far of the Glen Levitt line. Like and the, that, that double oak was probably second. I like the 14 and the 15. That 14, yeah. the sweetness that you get. And, you know, it's like I said, it's almost like a cognac. So if you do enjoy cognac, you enjoy scotch. That's sort of a good uh, middle ground between the two. Um, but the 15 is. It's very good. That's yeah, very I just, smooth. I, I, it's, it's more very money, smooth. though. It's about $20 more, too. But this has so. got a creaminess and a spice. Not a, I wouldn't even say spice. It's got a little has, bit of a... It has a bit of spice. It has, has, has a pepperiness to it on the finish. Like on the, on the, the back finish. of your throat, it definitely does sort of pinch with that spice, which is nice. I mean, I know that the you know the testament to scotches is how smooth they are. And so, I mean, the 15 is, it, it's definitely more, much more smooth than yeah. this. Well, I mean, we really enjoyed that wee beastie from our bank. Oh, I mean, that was uh, amazing. A few weeks ago. And that had, that was a little bit harsh, but year. it was, it was, it was a nice harshness. I mean, along with the rest of the flavors that go along with that. But I like, I, I do enjoy that. But, um, do I enjoy it over the 12? I mean, it, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Uh, you know, tonight, I like it's it. 90 degrees outside. Maybe the 12 would have been better, but on a cooler night, where this is a little more chilled, and you're sitting out on the balcony smoking a cigar, I think yeah. this. I think this right here is probably the better option, especially with that smooth um, sort of creaminess that it has that the twelve does not have. Yeah, I mean, to me, this is this is your late evening summertime. Not summer, even winter. <laughs> I think winter is, is maybe better fall, uh, but on the deck late at night with a cigar or just sitting there. In the quiet, you know, late at night. This is a beautiful offering for that type mm-hmm. of setting. Mm-hmm. I agree, Ben. I agree. Where would you rate this on our Thurston Goal rating scale of the Browns? I like it. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it an eight. I will give it a seven. Seven. Why? Only <laughs> seven. Because you gave it an eight, and I didn't want to give it the same exact rating as you. Um, but you know. I think I enjoy the smoothness of the 12, maybe a little bit more than the slight harshness of this. But also, being that it's 90 degrees outside, maybe that's sort of, you know, playing into my rating. I mean, because we did try a bunch of the. I mean, we tried the Glen Moray, uh, the Glen Moranger, the... I mean, I, I can't even I, list no, the scotches that we've, we've tasted. I don't know we've had a Glenn Fittich yet. And Glenn Fittich is also, I mean, they're, they're 12 year. That You know, maybe that's, uh, actually, maybe not next week because we just had a scotch on the show. But maybe the Glenn Fittich, we can, I, I, in, in the past, the Glenn Fittich 12, I did not prefer over the Glenn Livet 12. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're both, you know, huge distilleries in Scotland. 
maybe we should try that in the future yeah. to see which one. Because the Glen Finish line, we haven't tried anything really from the Glen Finish line. From the Glen Livet line, this is our sixth offering so far, I believe, from the Glen Livet line. Maybe move on to the Glen Finish and see how we okay. feel about some of those scotches. Yeah, we tried a whole bunch of the, the Game of Thrones scotches. Well, about three or like four of those. Three yeah, or four, three four of the, the houses. But, but they're also from different distillers. Yeah. I mean, the Cardhue and, and, and uh, Talisker. And, you know, there, there, there was a few different, uh, you know, distillers that that produce for that line of, you know, scotches. So. Yeah, I mean, this one, I really like the creaminess, the spiciness, and I and I do like the unique... I like cream. Citrus. I like the creaminess that, that that's definitely... Yeah, the citrus flavor and the citrus on the nose that is not traditional citrus. It's got a little bit of a blood orange sort of tangerine type of feel to it. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben... Are our beers beers plural of the and week. we have a list? We have a top ten list that you are oh, gonna. Really? It's gonna right. blow your mind. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> what is Miller on there? It might be. Okay. It might be. <laughs> so Ben, what what should we try first? Because we have our beer of the week, which is from Poland, but we also haven't sampled our own beer just yet. Uh, just about a month ago, we brewed our third beer. Um, it's our fifth round um, American cream ale, and which one do you want to give a shot first? I mean, do you want do you want to do it? Do you want to do the our own, or do you want to do? The, I think we should the taste beer, our beer. own. I mean, aren't you? you, aren't know, you I'm, I'm, I'm so excited yeah, to try this one. I'm not ours. sure, I'm not sure if you're as excited as round. I am. I am ben. very excited, and we have not tried this. I've I mean, been staring all... at it in my spare bedroom, looking at it, <laughs> wondering if it's carbonated. I looked at it, and I'm like, and oh, that's well, maybe that's something we're unsure about. And so this is the first time. That will actually pop it open, and 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 you know what? I'm, I'm it's not been gonna, two weeks. I'm, right? gonna, I'm gonna grab it from the cooler, but we're gonna crack it open on the podcast, though. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our fifth round, cream ale. All right, and we are back, and we have this our homebrew on the table right now. It has not been cracked open, Ben. Me and you are crossing our fingers right now, hoping that there's carbonation in this bottle, because with our first beer, RIPA, we had to wait another month. It was a while. Yeah, it was a while before there was but any it carbonation. It got there, and that one was excellent, by the way. But we put a little more and sugar in this one. I think the first time we did like the exact <laughs> measurements on the sugar. Yeah, we just said, fuck it. We're throwing all the sugar yeah. in there. Uh, so, Ben, here is the cracking open of our third beer. Ooh, I heard it. It sounded like it had a little carbonation there. Oh, it does have carbonation. Look at that. It's a lot of carbonation. Friday's favorite. I wish you had a little more crispness. There you are, Ben. Pour some right why there in your more, glass. Why doesn't it have more crispness? <laughs> <laughs> That's got a lot of carbonation. It's got a lot of head on there. Look at that. Oh, look at that. We got. That is, I wish we had a picture of that. That is, we, we will. Uh, I'll take a picture, but with our label on it. So, yeah, yeah. You know. But that looks, wow, look at the head on that. I know, that's a that's, lot. It's, that's what it's supposed to look like on a cream ale. It is a creamy, creamy head. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. All right. All right, let's ben, give it a sniff. Well, cheers. Let's, let's smell it. Cheers, let's smell it smell first. It. This, is our, I mean, this is a proud moment for us. It is. It smells domestic. <laughs> no, it smells... Smells American. It's American cream ale. I mean, it does. It smells like an ale. It does. It smells like more I mean, of like a British type of ale, but but one that doesn't taste disgusting. A little yeasty, you know. 
A little bit of yeast, not too much hop, not too much hop at all, actually. Well, we didn't have too many hops to put yeah, in. Yeah, no, it's just that, yeah. But let's, let's taste it. Let's taste it, Ben. Cheers. Let's try our third Here we beer. Go. Oh, my God. Cheers to you. And it's darker than I expected. I like it. Do you really? <laughs> I do. It's, um... It's lacking the crispness that you want, <laughs> I know. But it, it's it got a nice creaminess. It's got a nice amber color and a nice sort of... Uh, There's like a little... Uh, it's a, a little nice bit of, substantial t- flavor. A little bit of molasses. Like, I'm getting like a I little mean, bit of a sweetness I like it. to it, too. It's very easy to drink. I mean, you could really drink an entire bottle of this in, in one swig, basically. I mean, it's got a nice little aftertaste. I mean, it stays with you a no, little while. No, it stays while. with you. I mean, I like the aftertaste, too. It's like a nice... Hmm. I mean, it could be a I little more carbonated. What it is. A little bit more, maybe. I thought there would be a little bit more carbonation It'll because of how much head there was. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely... it's it's it's. This is a lawnmower beer. And this is kind of what we expected. I, I was hoping. For, I think it's got a little more flavor I, than your I was, typical lawnmower beer. Hoping for a little more crispness. Uh, you're always crispness. hoping for it. Let's get some Bud Light. Let's bring some Bud Light out. You can just drink that. Oh, I like this Bud Light this week. This week it's an eight. But it's good though. It's good. I mean, it's, not, it's definitely not. I mean, it doesn't have a high alcohol content to it. Um. But yeah, I mean, you could pound these. Oh my god, yeah. You can easily drink this down one swig. It's done. I mean, I think the 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 flavor is more complex than I would have expected. Yeah, no, given I mean, there's definitely there's the ingredients, there's more but it has more flavor. Yeah, it I does. know it's not as crisp as a diet coke, yeah. but it's got more flavor than a Budweiser, a Pabst, a Miller. Oh, it definitely does. I mean, it's fresh. It's very fresh. Um, it's literally homemade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I should probably take a picture. All right. Well, uh, we well we have to. Describe the flavor just real quick. I, I, I mean, it's 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 light, and that's what we expected. I mean, because we can't really brew. A, it's got a nice sort of foggy color. The color is nice. The color is nice. Obviously, it's unfiltered. Um, but it, you know, I was hoping for something that was more of like a pilsner sort of flavor with that crispness, and and you know, in high temperatures like we have here in Southern California. I got to find the Jenny for, cream for, for it to ferment, it's a little more difficult unless you have a fridge. Uh, you know, if you leave it outside, it's not going to ferment at all because it needs to be within like, well, I think about 40, 50 degrees or so. Um, so we couldn't do that with this, but um, it has has actually, you know, it's very easy to drink, has a slight crispness to it. I wish it had a little bit more carbonation, Ben, um, but it's a beautiful looking beer. Like you just mentioned, it's a beautiful looking beer. And for the flavor that you're getting, you don't expect it to be as dark as it is. I, I actually expect it to be a little bit lighter in flavor, but the way it looks, it's nice. It almost looks like an amber ale. I mean, it's really nice. I mean, and I, I will find the Genesee Cream Ale, so Franny has a comparator here uh, to what we've done. I think, well, you've tasted I think the, it's really, the Genesee. I think it's good. I yeah. mean, I personally think it's for, no, I think for it's a good. home I mean, brew offering. Is, yeah, no, this is some definitely something. I mean, I, I'm sure most people, if they crack this open and they drink it down, um, they would enjoy it uh, for sure. But I mean, I just I just know our our IPA. I mean, because I'm I just I like I like hop. Uh, our IPA was just delicious. I mean, our IPA. I'm comparing this to what we've had so far. It's better. Oh, yeah. It's better than the Hef. It definitely is. But our first IPA was. But that. whether Frane likes it or not, I am going to buy 
uh, off some college kid a refrigerator that we can both uh, put the initial wart into as well as the bottles when we're complete. So I'm going to buy a college refrigerator so we can make the crispy, heady, you know, Pilsner for you this fall. I'm going to get the refrigerator. We'll store it somewhere off in a corner and we'll, we'll get you your Pilsner this fall. Cap it open. So the next one in the springtime. Yeah. So be ready. Next one you buy, make it the Pilsner recipe. <laughs> uh, actually, the next one I was thinking of doing a Saison or Saison or whatever they, however we pronounce that. Okay. Uh, maybe. So, you know, that that was my next beer offering. Well, you're the brewmaster, so I'll follow your lead. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. But where, where would you rate this? This one, actually, no, I would, I would, I would rate it a, let me give it one more, one more sip. There's a little bit of sourness, too. Actually, yeah, if you, if you I, it. I like it. It's got a little bit more complexity than I expected. Yeah, actually, it does. I would give it a 7. I would give it a 7 out of 10. But easy to drink doesn't mean it doesn't oh, have flavor. easy to drink. And that's the thing. It's, it has flavor, but it is easy to drink. Usually when something's very easy to drink, it's very simple, very light. But this one is light, but has some complexity to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it reminds me of an American cream ale as much as it reminds me of a European ale. I Yeah, I think that's what it... it more that's what so it reminds that, me Yeah, of. yeah. Like Definitely. something you'd get maybe in Vienna as sort of a seasonal ale or in even Czech when we were there. It's like a more of a... Yeah. Well, where, where would you rate this, though, Ben? Maybe if you put a little pumpkin spice in there, it's going to be I'd perfect. I'd give it... Oh, God, no. No <laughs> pumpkin spice. I'd give it... I think I'd give it an eight as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I seven, really... Yeah. Or eight. I really <laughs> like it. I mean, I think it's for, for a homebrew, for what it is, for... Yeah. What we did to it and how much time we spent on it. I think it's. Oh, yeah. I think. It's, I mean, it's fun. It's I a lot it's of eight. fun. It's a lot of fun. Just, just, just brewing a beer. Whatever the outcome is, it is. But this, you know, we, just, this just, we will keep. Oh, for sure. Of so course, I yeah. mean, half we sort of had a whole bunch yeah, left over. Still have a few good, a few to go. Yeah. But this one will be out here every podcast yeah. probably for the next four weeks or five or six weeks. Yeah, and this one I definitely want to share, you know, with people and, and you know, I'm sure Ben, well, you don't share too many of our beers. You're embarrassed, I guess, but <laughs> I'm not uh, embarrassed. <laughs> but I do like to share my beers uh, with my peers. Uh, beers with peers. That's why we do beers it. Beers with peers. But, our uh, new podcast starting <laughs> this fall. October 11th. Tune in. Uh, no, but uh, definitely... This is it's it's Actually, good. That is it's not good. a bad name for a podcast. Yeah, no, so not. just everyone out there, <laughs> beers with peers has been trademarked by Thurston Gold Podcast. So when we see it out there, just know we that know this you was heard recorded. it first here. This was recorded on whatever today is September fifth. Uh, so you know, good luck to you. No, but this is definitely it's it's a good beer. It's a good beer. It's a solid beer. It's definitely something that I'll be sharing with people. And, uh, you know, I mean, because we don't want to be left with another, you know, 20 or 30 of them like we do with the hefts. Uh, we definitely didn't hand enough of those out. And, you know, I, the only reason I brewed that hef is to try something different. I know, Ben, you're not a huge fan of hefts, but, you know, just so we can see the brewing process and the sort of, uh, you know, hops and the sort of uh, um, malt that goes into it. You know, I just, I just want to get gain some experience from that last one with this one. You know, different, really good. slightly different ingredients. I mean, obviously there's a malt, there's the hops, but they're different malts, different hops, and the sort of flavor that you get from from that in this beer, you know, you just sort of grow from there. And ultimately, we want to brew a beer that is hoppy, that is piney, 
that has a little bit of sourness to oh, it. Oh, yeah. And that's that's our ultimate goal at the end. Once we get to our first round, this is our fifth round. We have our fourth round, our third round, our second round, different types of beer that we'll brew. And uh, no, I'm, I'm happy with the outcome, but I'm still comparing it to that first IPA that was so freaking delicious. Oh, yeah. But I would say. Mm. <laughs> I would say that about this beer. All right. We're going to take a picture of this beer, and we'll be right back. With our beer of the week, which is a Polish offering. We've tried a couple Polish beers. I think this will be our second or third. Uh, so really looking forward to that. So hold tight, everybody. All right. And we are back with our other beer of the week we just tried and sampled our own home brew and me and ben were both very excited to do that and we were happy with the outcome overall right oh, ben? i was yeah sure. you were i was expecting a little more but maybe my <laughs> expectations were just a little too high uh you know for our own beer but definitely a drinkable smooth beer that you can throw back ben when you when next time you mow the lawn that's an excellent beer for you to sip on absolutely and, and i will and for our beer our actual beer of the week uh we have from poland uh, i believe it's pronounced lomja jasne i'm not sure if that's exactly if, if i'm reading it the croatian way that's the way i would pronounce it with the um with the way the z has that sort of little um sort of line through it. I mean, though it's not a Croatian. But anyways, that's how I would pronounce Lomja? it. Lomja? I would say Lomja. Okay. I okay. could be completely wrong because Polish is a, it's a really, it's kind of, it's fucked up. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a hard language it's to not, learn. Yeah. So Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us. Yes. This is the Lomja Brewery in the town of Lomja in Poland. I could be wrong. Is one of the last remaining independent big capacity breweries in Poland. The decisions they make directly affect them and their business. They don't compromise on quality and they stay true to themselves and their aim to produce good quality, honest beer. At Lomja, they believe that simplicity is a great thing. In an increasing complex world, they offer clarity, just the highest quality ingredients with nothing to hide. The only complicated thing about Lomja is the is pronunciation. The name. <laughs> uh, and we are going to take, uh, we're going to taste the Hosne, Jasne, Yasne, Yasne, uh, uh, which is, it looks to be their. You know, it's a Pilsner or it's a, just a standard Pilsner or lager. It's 5.7% alcohol by volume. This is a Lomja, Jasne or Jasne, the most popular beer within the range. And it's a traditional Polish all malt lager produced at the historic brewery in Lomja. The recipe <laughs> consists of nothing more than three carefully selected ingredients, water, barley, Malt and hops. Sounds like four. Lomja <laughs> Jasne is their pride well, and joy. Barley. Malted barley, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, delivered to the world and enjoyed by many discerning customers. They also have a pelne, a honey beer, as well as a non-alcoholic offering. Who, who drinks those? Who like goes to a bar and is like, you know what? 
I want to drink beer, but without the alcohol. Who, yeah, who, I love the taste of beer so much that I does? don't want to. The reason you drink beer is because there's alcohol yeah, in it, or it tastes really good, and there's alcohol yeah, in it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know who like the Heineken commercials with that guy that's like gets pulled over by the cops, and he points at the bottle, and it's like zero percent because he's, and then the cop like points at like the parking sign, like he's parked in the wrong area, and that's why he's like being like not pulled over, but being written. Oh, for, I never yeah, saw a citation. It. Uh, that is stupid. I mean, who? First of all, you parked in the wrong spot. But at the same time, you're drinking a non-alcoholic beer in the car. What a retail! I mean, the, the guys obviously the guys has problems. I mean, if you're drinking a beer with no alcohol, come on. Yeah. Who does? I that? mean, I, uh, I mean, I well, people with uh, potentially an alcohol problem that still want to <laughs> have the taste of beer. Hey Ben, try the scotch with zero alcohol in it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be something that I would honey do. water. Drink this honey yeah, water. It wouldn't be something that I would do. And I've always wondered, you know, why if you're, you know, if you are an alcoholic, why you wouldn't just drink something that tastes a little bit better? Coke. I'd rather have Coke. Just a a, a typical regular drink that doesn't even taste like anything that has alcohol in it. Yeah, you really have to like beer or Uh, scotch. I get, I mean, but I don't, I mean, I like the flavor of beer because it's, there's alcohol. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. 5.7%. 5.7%. I, I, wouldn't go out of my, I wouldn't go out of my way to purchase, you know, a, a six-pack of non-alcoholic beer for the exact same price and drink it down with the same enjoyment that I would with a beer that actually has alcohol. That's true. And definitely not a Heineken non-alcoholic. If I'm going to drink a non-alcoholic, it's going to be a really great IPA with no alcohol in it. I don't think that exists. It probably doesn't, but that would be my choice, right? I mean, I don't want to drink a Budweiser with no alcohol. I mean, I would just take a, you know, an Orangina. <laughs> or a Pellegrino. I instead. would definitely rather drink an Orangina for sure. Yeah, that's actually that's 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 a good one. But I would I would rather have that. Yeah, sure. To all of our, our listeners who are alcoholics, you know, we're not uh, we're just we're not judging. No, well, no, it's just it's interesting. It is an would, interesting would, choice. Yeah, and a way to do the commercial would be just something like you know, why does it have to be a guy getting pulled over? Why can't it yeah. just be someone enjoying? <laughs> You know, the flavor of the zero percent alcohol of Heineken that isn't that great, even when it does have alcohol in it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to judge anybody either, but I am. (laughs) But he is, clearly. So this is the how do I say it again? Um, I'm guessing it's Lomja. Lomja. I'm guessing. It could be Lomja. What do you think of the color, Franny? Uh Ben, you just got very serious right there. No, Uh, no, no, (laughs) I'm not serious. I don't want to judge anybody. <laughs> For real, I'm just I'm picturing people like, "How do you know what we go through?" But seriously, though. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I if would. I, you know, I mean, because if you're an alcoholic, if I gave up if, cigarettes, I wouldn't if, want to smoke if, clove if, cigarettes. I'd just be like, "No more cigarettes." Or they vape. I mean, you could vape. You know. Oh, you could, no, I don't want to be the guy that almost ran me over at the gas station today in his BMW 7 that he clearly did something sketchy to purchase. You know, rolling up next to the gas pump next to me with his vape blowing out the side. No, but we're not, not judging. I am. <laughs> well, the color is be- it's a nice, it's a beautiful. I, I'm sorry, color. I will judge the vapors. It's a beautiful golden color, Ben. It is. It is a beautiful golden. I mean, it what is. do you? I mean, but this is a filtered beer, correct? It, I mean, this one. I mean, this one's clear. I mean, ours, ours was hazy. cloudy, it's a nice, zesty. hazy, dark. It's it's a little bit darker than the Glenlivet right here, sitting on the table. Um, but yeah, this one, this one definitely it's a nice golden color. It's it's uh, almost looks like you know just a nice fresh pilsner. I hope it's crisp. <laughs> I hope so. That, I mean, the bottle coming in that green bottle with the little deer on it dancing around. It looks like it should be. I mean, be Polish beers are nice. usually well, good, we, we crisp beers. That Zivietz. Yeah. I think it was Zivietz. That one was a good quality beer. I mean, it's 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 like one of those beers that you would probably find anywhere in Poland, where you just when you ask for a beer, that's what they give you. And it is it is it's a solid, very very good beer. And I'm sure this. Yeah, one, I just can't keep I can't get that Family Guy episode out of my head where the guy's like Robert Lozier. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, he, and he's like, R as in Robert Lozier. O as in, oh, it's Robert Lozier. Like, that's what I'm thinking of every time I look at this, even though it's not exactly the same. Robert Lomja. It's Lomja. But that's what I'm thinking in my head. All right, you well, want to taste cheers, it? Ben. Not too so right. much head on this one. But maybe it has Christmas maybe and no head. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't have it. It has. It's malty. It doesn't have the crispness, though. I mean, what? I mean, what? What do you got to do to get a crisp beer around here? It's malty. Um, too malty. And actually, for their signature beer, which would be their what? Their Peroni, this, this their is, Carlovatsko, yeah, yeah. their. But those usually have a little more crispness. Yeah, I mean, even the, the whatever the Superbalk. From the, Portugal, Ota Kringer from Vienna that we love. Kringer, they, they all have that, that Christmas. Even I mean, yeah, the, the, the from Croatia has that has Christmas. that Christmas. I mean, you can't drink uh, a whole uh, pint down without yeah. getting a little bit of a you know your eyes start to water. That light color that the spear has, you expect a little bit of that pop on the end. Doesn't have a little bit that pop. It's just really malty, slightly carbonated. Um, maybe carbonation is a thing of the past. Maybe maybe this is like the new thing. Not really. <laughs> I mean, it feels like it because, I mean, most of the beers we taste, other than the IPAs we get domestic, don't seem to... I mean, a lot of the beers we've tasted recently don't have that crispness, that carbonation. I mean, a lot of the IPAs we've tasted have had it. It's 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 a little... The flavor's a little flat. It, I mean, it, it... I wish there was just like a... a, a, a a second sort of element to it where you get the maltiness and then you get maybe a little bit of hop on the finish, but there's not much hop. I'm not sure if they used hop at all. They should have asked, added a fourth ingredient, yeah. flavor. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, I wouldn't say it's terrible. I'm sure there no, are folks I mean, I out could there. Drink it. I could drink it. It's easy to drink. It's, yeah. It goes down smoothly. The alcohol. The bottle's super uh, nice. The bottle actually content. is really nice. And the and label is really that, nice. 5.7%. Actually, I was expecting it to be a lower alcohol content than that. Like but in the five, three range. Uh, I was like, yeah, around somewhere in the fours. Um, but uh, I just, you know, pulling the bottle off the shelf, I thought there would, I mean, just the, just the style, the design. The, I mean, I, I really expected it to uh, taste a little different. Well, what would I, you, what would your impression be? I mean, would you drink it again? Would you recommend if I'm in Poland, it? If I'm in Poland, okay, sure. But I, I I do enjoy the Giviets more. Yeah, I would than, take I would take than, the Giviets over this. this one. I mean, and and we chilled it. It's really cold right now. Um, unlike anything else on the table right now, it's really warm. But um, I would I, you know if, if we were to rate this on our Thirsting Goal scale of we beers, have to. I, I would say it's a five average. But I definitely wouldn't go to you know Krakow and be like you know what let me get a Lomja. I'll give it a six. Because it's got a, it's a little bit l- more than average, but not much more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it a six. You giving it a five? Five, yeah. Yeah, just I mean the Jivitz was better, right? Our beer is better. Yeah, our well, oh, of course. Well, I mean that goes without <laughs> saying. Obviously. But the uh, the Jivitz, I think is a better offering it, than this. It, it it in terms of the crispness and the refreshing, yeah, it was, it was, the flavor. It's, 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 it's like especially in this weather right now, I mean that 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 Givets was just it was a better better quality better offering for sure. I mean from Poland, uh, and I think like you said, I think this is our third offering from Poland. I can't remember the other beer that we had for Poland, but I don't think we were that happy with that one either. Um, so when we go to Poland, Ben, I think the little dancing people on the logo is the one that we want yeah. to go with the Givets. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're gonna go with a five. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm going to go with a six. Sounds fair. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? It's, it's, it's just shocking that yeah. these beers have been brewed for this long and yeah. people enjoy them for this long and this brewery is making this much money off of this thing. We should get into the brewery. We should get then again, maybe then. Poland doesn't allow the importation of a lot of beers. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Uh, <laughs> so maybe, or maybe the imported beers are very, very expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is very, very inexpensive, is my guess. I'm sure. You could probably get this for really cheap. Yeah. I mean, you know what we should try? We should try the pond if we could find it. I don't know if they have that anywhere. I, I really like it's the It's a pond. Croatian beer, but that's it. compared that's to... That's Zagreb. I like the pond. Oh, just go in Karlovačka. The pond is a different animal. But it has a crispness. It has that. It does. It has a flavor. And they serve it, it at has... all the nice hotels. And, uh, <laughs> in Zagreb, they, they all have pond. Yes, for Karlovačka, they're like, no, pond. That's what we have on tap. I did not know that, Ben. Yeah. I mean, it looks like you have a lot of experience. Yeah, I mean, the Esplanade and the other hotels that we've stayed at, they have they have pond in the bar in the hotel, but they uh, don't have, they have Karlovac going in a bottle if you sit outside. Even, that, even the last hotel that you were in, and like, that was like... In New Zagreb? Yeah, New Zagreb. But Which definitely like does not look as bad, as good as old Zagreb. <laughs> yeah, that hotel, did they, did they, did they, they serve? They had pond. Oh, okay, there you go. They had right. uh, Karlovac going in bottles. I was just going bottles outside. Uh-huh. But at the bar on tap, they only had pond. Okay. They had some other beers, but they Very but the classy. only Croatian beer they had was the pond. Uh-huh. Very classy. Well, of course. I mean, only the best. Only the best for you, even oh. though you were forced to stay there. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, your flight didn't, didn't take, take off. off, and they didn't tell us it wasn't yeah. taking off. <laughs> so only the classiest of beers for Ben. <laughs> exactly. They're like, oh, well, the flight didn't take off. All right, well. You know, all right, we don't, have to, we don't have to tell you. Our the, hotel is crumbling. <laughs> everybody starts running towards the, you know, running towards the ticket counter. And Sonny and I are like, what's happening? No, but I mean, the the, uh, the picture that you sent me from your hotel room window, uh, if anybody has watched Eurotrip, uh, when they were <laughs> in uh, Bratislava, <laughs> that, like those old school, just I mean, like, geometrical yeah. buildings, just square after square after square and, and just geometrically shaped buildings. Uh, in a long line of them, that's what it looked like. I've, I didn't know there was a new Zagreb because I, well, I don't go to Zagreb that often. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for Sonia, I might still be there. <laughs> I mean, they literally gave you no information at all. Sonia had to go, and luckily she speaks Croatian, so she had to go. She went to the counter to find out what was happening. But if you spoke, an, I mean, if you did not speak Croatian, there was a chance you would have just had to stand outside and hope that you got on the right bus to go to wherever it was you were going because they provided literally no, no. information. Not in English. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't even think they gave the information in Croatian. It's, it's just funny because, I mean, everybody speaks English in Croatia, which is pretty odd. Maybe just for that instance, they're like, fuck it, we're not speaking English. And they locked us in like a room people. and we couldn't get out. And then. How was the interior, though? The inside of the room? Was it. Was it oh, no, the yeah, hotel yeah, yeah. was nice. Okay, it was. It just, right, there was yeah, nothing yeah. there, nothing around yeah, it, nothing yeah. to walk. Like in, in, in old Zagreb, they, they, there's they actual a, a shops good... and bars and restaurants <laughs> and yeah. things you can go to. But New Zagreb, it's like, here's a coffee shop that's closed, and here's the hotel bar, and that's all you have. And here's Lumja. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's some Lumja. All right, Friday, what's next up on a big board? Uh, next up, we just lost all of our listeners from Croatia. Never. Uh, next up <laughs> on the big board is our housekeeping to finish up the show, Ben. Oh, no, we have the best domestic oh, beers. Oh, I didn't the see that. The best macro beers. Not. All right, let's, let's take a look at that. Because I'm going to disappoint you. All right. So this is from the Chicago Tribune. So they pulled together Matt Gallagher, who has helped grow Half Acre Brewery into one of Chicago's most beloved breweries, Revolution Brewery Brewmaster Jim Seabach, who previously worked for Goose Island Beer Company and Firestone Walker Brewing, and Brian Paola, 
who is the co-founder and brewmaster of Pollyanna Brewing in suburban Lamont. So they ranked all of the U.S. macro brews from 10 to 1 on a rating scale of 0 to 5. All right. And I'm just interested to hear Frane's take on this. So coming in at number, let's see, where's the where's the listing? Where's the listing? I know it's down here somewhere. All right. Okay, so number 10, Ice House, 2.7. They did not like it. <laughs> Schlitz from Pabst. Schlitz. Ah, I've, I've, had, had, I've had Schlitz. I've never had Schlitz before in my life. Natty Ice, Natural Ice coming in from Anheuser-Busch at a three. Also never have had Natural Ice. Bud Light coming in at number, at a three. Okay, I've had Bud Light. Bush coming in at 3.2 above Bud Light where it belongs. Have we had Bush, Ben? Did, did I've you, had Bush. I like Bush. Did you bring Bush? I mean, well, actually like that. Uh, I can only like, get 12 what, five packs. Or, five I can six, only get 12 packs. Those five or six weeks where we were drinking beers from your childhood. Uh, Bush was not one of them, right? No, I no, love Bush. Okay, I just, every time I go to the store, it's a 12 pack or nothing. Yeah. Well, like, a 12 pack is like six bucks. So, yeah. Maybe I should just buy a 12 pack and I'll just give the rest to somebody else. Uh, Budweiser coming in at 3.3, right above mm, Bush. Yeah, not that great. Miller High Life, right where Franny would put it, at 3.5, way down the list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next, Michelob Ultra. See, Michelob Ultra. Back in the day, Michelob, just Michelob, I don't know if it was Ultra, but it seemed like it had a, a a different sort of taste to it. It seemed like it was more crisp. I know, I know, and the reason I laugh is because I know you're going to laugh. I mean, everything I say is, you know, I just crisp. Like crisp beer that, you know, lives that little pop at the end. But uh, it seems like it's it's different. Did they change the the brewery where they do Michelob? Is it different I don't now? think so. Not, really? Or maybe. Yeah, because I've had a Michelob in the past. And then more recently, I've had a Michelob. It just doesn't seem like the same same flavor. Interesting. All right. Maybe we'll grab some. Yeah. Uh, Bush Light coming in at 3.5 above Bush. Much better than a Coors Light. But Coors Light comes on at 3.7 right above that. Uh, original Miller, or original Coors, the banquet beer, comes in at 3.7. Old style from past brewing. I've never even had it. That comes in at 4. Keystone Light. I know you've had that. I've never no? had. I've never had a Keystone Light. Comes in at four. You, you Not can, a bad beer. You can tell I was never part of a fraternity. Uh, that is true. Uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon coming in at four point three. I we did try that on the. We sampled it on the show. And, Number three um, on the list. I didn't mind it. It was actually yeah one of the better offerings that you had me sampled in. And these guys, it was a blind taste test. They didn't know what they were tasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in at number two, Miller Light at four point three. Ever had it? Did we have it? We had the Miller, the, the regular Miller. Yeah, I've, I've Miller Light, probably not. Oh, you never had it? Oh, I was gonna have to grab some of that. I've had that. And number one, Hams, Hams. at four point five. Got to find I, it. I never even heard of that. Oh, Hams! It comes. It's like a blue and sort of blue and gold, blue and yellow can or blue mm-hmm. and yellow bottle mm-hmm. on the label. I'm gonna grab some hams. Comes in at four point five. That's, that's, that's the a, best of all. Out of five? Is this at a ten or a five? Out of five. Oh, oh wow! Of all the right. macro brews. All right. Have to give it a shot. All right, I'm gonna try some hams. We'll get some Miller Light. Get some Keystone Light, and like, I mean, old style. They've got to have that. At yeah, total maybe wine. maybe we should do our own taste test. Maybe not all of these beers, but just maybe five out of this grouping. All right, I'll say, I'm going to bookmark this page right, right now. All right, and then we're going to grab some of these beers. Yeah, I, I just, I just, you know, when I go into Total Wine, because they have so many 
You go right great. for the snobby aisle. Like, they, have, they have so many great. Are you better than everybody else? <laughs> go to this aisle. They have so many great beers over there that I would, you know, just just grabbing six random beers and bringing them over, and they're all Coors Light or Miller Light or Bud Light. I'd I'd, I'd be embarrassed going to the front with like that 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 separate six pack that you can put your nah, own. I went up there with the Genesees and I was like <laughs> proud of it. Yeah, but Genesee, like a lot of people out here have not heard of Genesee. Well, yeah. Most likely. Yeah. So I mean they're probably like thinking like, oh like uh, this is something new. Yeah, when I grabbed the Port Charlotte this week, the Genesee was again fully stocked. I uh, bought the last three, but this week it was fully stocked again. Yeah. Back for you, Ben. Yeah. So you know, people just try some of these different offerings that you haven't had before. They're reasonably priced and they taste pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny, anything to add about our top 10 of macro brews that we are going to do? We will definitely have a taste test. Yeah, it's summer. It's almost the end of summer. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but maybe, you know, football's coming. This is typical football drinking. Yeah, you know, Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light. Sunday sippers. Yeah. These are all day Sunday sippers. So we'll find our Sunday sippers. We'll maybe get five of these, as Franny said, and we'll, we'll taste them and we'll rate them for you. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our housekeeping to finish up the show. Ah, uh, the most depressing part of the show. This is a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head over to our website at thirstinggold.busbrow.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes, all 87 of them. You can check out our show notes and get links to all of the stories that we cover. All of the booze, the browns, the bourbons, the ryes, the scotches that we review and taste so eloquently. You can get all the (laughs) beers, links to all the beers that we review from all over the world. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe. You get links to pod... Well, let's see. Uh, We have CastBox. CastBox. We have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the rest. Uh, you can download the podcast from there as well. You can email us at podcastthirstygoal at gmail.com. There's a phone number as well on our website that you can call us and leave us a message, a suggestion, or a review or a comment. Uh, you can follow us on my mediocre Twitter account at Goal Thirst and on Frane's amazing, damn near Metropolitan Museum of Art quality Instagram account at Thursdayand. <laughs> And you can check out all the photography and the videos on there as well. Franny, anything, to, anything else to add before we bid our fans adieu? Uh, no, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to our podcast week after week. Yes, thank you. 88 episodes and counting. And we'll see you all next week.